welcome back to the Readiness Report. This is episode number 11. 11, episode number 11. So uh, today we have an exciting show with our guest, Robert Oberst. Pretty, yeah. pretty excited for Mr. That pretty one. and sexy himself. Pretty and or sexy. Strong, or strong and strong. And pretty, pretty and strong. Yeah. We? We'll find out from yeah. him. We're going to ask him. But uh, guys, this show is uh, continuing to grow. Last show was our most popular show of, uh, so far. That was great. Seth Ferrosi. Everybody loves Seth. Uh, it it shows you that uh, that Seth has grown a big following. The fact that we were able to uh, to beat our previous record by quite a bit, I think, by too. quite a bit, by quite a bit. Although Robert Ober is also a very popular guy in his own right, who I'm sure is going to bring a lot of fans to the show. And what I'm excited about when I see big numbers isn't that big people, a lot of people are watching, but because people are getting introduced to the show for the first time. Yeah, that's what I like is it's new people that see the show, find out about the brand, um, and also now tonight they'll see a new set. Yes. Now, this won't be the set forever. No, but it's a temporary it is, set. It is a really cool set. Um, this is actually the lab. So we haven't got all the uh, testing equipment yet, but we will here at the Redcon 1 headquarters in Boca Raton. We've actually invested in a in an actual third-party test. Well, it's, it's actually two-party. It's our party testing and one-party testing. Yeah, but that's also we can test products that come yes. in for purity and make sure what makes label claims and yes. deal with ingredients when we're formulating. So Yeah, it's going to be cool. Like, I remember uh, Eric... If you don't know already, Eric worked at BSN back in the day when BSN was just a brand new company. And all the way once Glambia purchased BSN, he was there for a while. And I always remember going into the, the uh, well, it ended up being the Glambia building, I guess, but the BSN building. When you first was, one there was still BSN. Yeah, it was BSN, yeah. yeah. And we went to see uh, uh, your boss, one of the two bosses, Chris and Scott. We went to see Scott. And Scott gave myself and Dave Palumbo a tour of the office. And we walked into the lab, and, uh, and I was super impressed there was like an actual lab there for benchtop samples and testing, right? Yep. Phlebotomy equipment for blood tests. Yeah. Name, there's we everything. won't have that here. But. No. <laughs> but <laughs> you don't want to draw your blood. No, other than the blood testing, we'll have the, the actual testing equipment, a mass spectrometer and, uh, and the ability to create bench benchtop samples. So this is actually lab. Arguably, you guys can't see it all, but arguably this is the coolest room in the building. It is. It's, it's got, got the, the most graphics everywhere. It's got some of the best graphics. And you look around, it's like, it's just doors always closed. Nobody even comes in here right now, so it's like a waste. So we figured, you know what, temporarily, while the second floor is being worked on, uh, we also are at the, I should say, we're at the Tampa Pro this weekend. I'll be uh, I'll be, be there, but right now, the guys are already at the Tampa Pro, Tim Gardner's Tampa Pro show, and uh, and at this very moment, they're setting up the booth. The athlete check-in is beginning. I'm very excited for Tim and for the IFPB in general that there is an expo and there is a pro bodybuilding show right now because it's a weird time in the league. Yeah, it's yeah. a weird time. This is like I this I believe this is the first pro bodybuilding show since the coronavirus really got going. You know? Yeah, because you had the Arnold, but that was just at the very beginning yeah. of it, and, and nobody was there but me, <laughs> me, <laughs> me, and you know Luke Sandow, and you know, and uh, and of course Bob Chicrello ran the webcast with me and uh, Luke, and it's yeah. a permanent fixture everywhere. Yeah, yeah, well, Bob's <laughs> everywhere, of course, uh, but nobody. There was almost nobody in the audience. Uh, and somebody asked me recently. You know how was the uh, going there? Like, what, what are you glad you went? Or, or maybe they were saying like it was a like most people booths were canceled. I think that's really what the maybe it was even Robert. You yeah, know? we're talking to Robert. The other yeah, day. that's what it was. And you know what? I'm really glad I went. And the reason why I'm glad I went is not just because we got to hang out with Luke. You know, that was the last time I got to hang out with Luke, and we went got to go on the plane together. We had a private a private jet on the way there, and everybody's having so much fun and everything. Um, is the the thing that was cool was that it's so historic, right? Is that the Arnold? You know. I mean, Arnold is for for Columbus is the biggest event they have the all year. It's like fifty some percent of the revenue for the year. I mean, it is crazy there during the Arnold. If you haven't been, 
you should go next year because it'll be back. But it is crazy and exciting and a lot of fun. And, and it's a really, really cool thing and place to be, right? Uh, but for this year, there was nobody there. It was like a ghost town. It's probably like normal Columbus, right? But yeah, well, it was yeah. It's probably like the first Arnold. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably like the first Arnold. There was like a few thousand people there, probably, you know. And uh, when I first started going, it was over in Veterans. The expo was in Veterans Memorial, and it was oh, in the wow. basement. Wow, no, no, I never got to go to that. Yeah, one. my first time, of course, it was in Veterans Memorial, the, the show, but not the expo. Yeah, the expo was always underneath. That's crazy. And man. then it got big enough that it had to expand into the room that was next to like the kitchen area. Wow. And then finally, they went over to the Hyatt. So. Yeah, you were there before me. 96. Uh, and 96, and you went every single year till this year. Till this year. Yeah, crazy, right? So um, I want to remind everybody, before we get to the news topics, and of course, before we go to Robert Oberst, our guest of the uh, of the show, of the week, uh, this is still a question and answer show. Uh, Ryan is manning the questions over there. Ryan Monahan, Chief Marketing Officer. And uh, you can uh, you can ask your questions. There he is. Oh, there he is. Look at him. Oh. Yes. At least he's wearing pants. Yes. Oh, Johnny, Johnny running Johnny running the actual broadcast. Looking Ray. stressed. Show yourself, Ray, the cameraman, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, you guys out there, if you want to know something from Robert or you want to talk about something in the news, if your question is uh, is good enough, we'll put it on the screen. And if it isn't, we'll hold it till the end and we'll do a little question and answer before we end the show. Ryan, like I said, is manning the questions and he will respond back to you, of course. So let's get into the news, Eric. What do you think? All right, let's... Let's dive in. So uh, Trump's request. So Trump, Donald Trump, the president of the United States, um, has said uh, many, many times by now, if you follow his Twitter, you look at any of his stuff, that he is not a fan. Let's get a picture of him. Uh, not a fan of the idea of a uh, an absentee ballot. So letting people vote uh, absentee um, because they are scared because of the coronavirus, right? They don't want to physically go in November and, and vote. He is not a fan of this at all, Eric. I if I were him, I would not be either. And again, I don't care where you, I'll get on my soapbox for a second. I don't care where you fall in, in politics. You know, this, everything that's going on has got him set up for failure. So, yeah. I mean, he's, you know, if he's being smart, he's saying, yeah, like hold the election because if he knows is you know, probably is, I don't know how I want to say it without sounding bad, but it's like, his, his, it, his days are probably numbered based on no matter what he does, doesn't matter how he handles COVID, he's going to be the villain. Yeah. Like he is gonna be the villain regardless, and I think you know he just knows that if it goes to a mail-in ballot, he's automatically screwed. Hell, look at what happened in Florida before voting. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so I mean, I think that there is without a doubt, without question, if it's a mail-in ballot, his chances are extremely limited. You know, um, I think that he's very lucky in the fact that he's got Joe Biden that he's competing against right now because we can have Bernie's. Yeah, Joe Biden <laughs> is kind of like, oh, you know, like it's hard to be like, oh. I can't. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't think there's anybody out there like, Joe Biden's the best. You know, even if you're really anti-Trump, you can't be like, Joe Biden's so, like, he's the man, right? No, it's not like uh, Obama. When Obama was running, every, a lot of people uh, were like, wow, he's very smart. He's very charismatic. He's very with it. He's a young, uh, intelligent guy. Everybody's really, you know, whether you like him or not, or you're like this politics, right? you're like, well, you, he's you, a you get guy. it, right? But even with George Bush uh, Jr., George, I mean, George uh, W. Bush, um, people were like, well, I'd have a beer with him, yeah. right? And that goes a long way. So for, for Joe Biden, people are like, you know, he's not, you know, even if you like him, you're like, he's not totally with it. You know, he kind of doesn't, he may have some uh, senility going on. Oh, or you think? Yeah, <laughs> he may have a little bit. So for, for Donald Trump, right, creating an opportunity for people to, you know, A, obviously there's the, the potential for cheating, right? There's potential for their misuse of the ballot. You know, you got people, dead that, people voting. Dead, yeah. You got a lot of 
the potential for a lot of that. Everybody died in COVID will vote. Yeah, they'll all vote. Everybody with, that ha- passed away from uh, COVID and uh, all of other comorbidities are suddenly going to come back and vote. That's a, it's a scary thing. And then the other thing is that a lot of the people that may not vote anyway and may never have voted, if you send a ballot to their house and all they have to do is check and send it back, you may get people that would never vote otherwise, that would never give a shit, just go ahead and press. And it also depends on how they structure that mail-in ballot. Right. Because to that point, if it's someone who hasn't voted before and it's you put Biden or someone else at the top, you just might go, oh, shit, get this done and send it in. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? So I think that is a big deal. So what he's asking for this week or or, or talking about is the potential to delay the election. Now, I think he's going to run into a tremendous amount of people who are not going to be excited about delaying it because they're going to look at this as an opportunity for him to stay in power longer, right? 100%. Um, so they're going to say, oh, he's just trying to keep control or, of the country or whatever, and it's gonna, he's going to run into opposition. But I think that the smart thing, you know, honestly, to do is, you know, or the thing that he's obviously going to push for is either, A, not delay it and don't do any absentee voting, voting at all, which is going to be an issue because a lot of these state governors are already saying they're, they're approving this. Yeah, they're not. You know, they're, they're, they're going, go ahead, do an absentee. What color states are they? Yeah, I think we know. <laughs> they're not red. So um, that's, uh, you know, that's the, that is unfortunately a big thing right now uh, that he's discussing, talking about what's going to happen. And I personally think that, uh, that there will not, that it's not going to be an absentee ballot. I think they're going to figure out a way that that's not going to happen. And if there is an absentee ballot, if they do allow it, I, I'm predicting right now he's not going to win. Listen, they can. They found a way to let people go to fucking Walmart. So I think we can figure out how to vote without. Yes. Yeah. There's some way they can create plexiglass walls or something. So you but can that, walk that's what I'm saying is there's enough time for yeah. a solution. Yeah. If it doesn't happen, then it kind of again gives you a little bit more insight into. All right. Well, what's going on? Yeah. Now? So our next story is the heads of Amazon, Apple, Facebook, Google testify on big tech's power. Now I should say, I was just reading an article about the reports. Um, so right now it's second quarter earnings reports. So. First quarter earnings reports long gone. They were pretty okay. So second quarter earnings reports for tech companies, I didn't know what was going to happen. I thought, you know, to myself, there was going to be some probably bad results. You know, the market went, went way down today, but as results came back up or, you know, started off way down, it started going way back up because the actual results were, were very, very good. Amazon's up uh, like $6 billion in net profit for the quarter. Um, yeah, they're up like a hundred percent in net profit year over year for their quarter. Man, um, but you got to think everybody's shopping at home now. So you took the the retailer out of the equation, and everyone lives in a digital but, world. Now. But Apple, even Apple, which you'd think would be down, supply chain issues. You know, people with less money. You would assume that uh, that there he is right there, the man himself, Tim Cook. So Tim Cook, you'd assume these guys, you know, would be way down, but no, they're up like. Over ten percent. Yeah, because there's year so many year. ways to spend money on this thing. Yeah. Like, well, just, that's then we're going to go into that in just a second. What are the what are the what are the problems? What are people and you know what are they testifying about? Because um, we're talking about monopolies. That's mm-hmm. the big thing they're talking about. Yeah, I always wonder with Amazon. I always wonder like how has the antitrust suit not been brought forward yet? Yeah, it's it's, it's you know that happened obviously to Microsoft. Mm-hmm. So you know Bill Gates. That was just, I think he says is like his most dramatic time, the worst time in his life is dealing with that, that whole thing. So these powerful CEOs, Tim Cook, Bezos, Mark Zuckerberg, who I always look forward to. So I'm a, I'm a big fan of Facebook. I love, uh, I, I love the story. I know, I know everything. About, I mean, I've literally read every book on Facebook you, that, that has come out because I'm interested in the story and I'm interested in the characters. I think Mark Zuckerberg is a very interesting guy. A lot of people think he's an alien. 
<laughs> if you like conspiracy theories, a lot of people think he's an alien and he's got a, you know, he's a lizard or some shit. Or maybe he, you look at him, he looks, he looks kind of weird. Maybe well, he's a lizard. Didn't there, recently the, uh, what was it? The, uh, Pentagon say that oh. there are aliens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they did. Look at it. Is that not maybe an alien? I don't know. Or he's got to uh, poop. Yeah, or he's going to, maybe he's like, so, stomach's rumbling right yeah, now. Like, something's oh, going on. <laughs> I'm, I'm up here in front of Congress. And I got shit. <laughs> Who knows? But he, uh, he is an interesting guy. And some of his responses that he, that he's had in front of Congress in the past and, uh, and how he handles himself, I, I found very interesting also. So he got back in front of everybody. Uh, of course, Google, interestingly enough, Google is the only one of these tech giants of the Fang companies that had a bad quarter. They actually went down. This is, uh, I believe one of the first times ever they've had a down quarter. But I'm sure that's probably due to Facebook and Amazon being up. Yeah, well, they're, they're, people are spending more money, including us. We're spending more money on Facebook well, and Amazon than we are on Google. And also, too, I mean, Amazon has become a search engine. Yeah, we talked. We talk yeah, we've that. talked about that before. But Kevin, I know if I'm looking for something, one of the first things I'll do is I'll go on Amazon because yep. I price check it first. Yep. Then I might research it. Yeah. So, and that's funny. I talked to one of the, uh, give him a shout out, uh, Ward Brady. Oh, yeah. uh, from XSN today, we spoke uh, a little bit. He has one of the top hundred stores on Amazon, the whole site. He's, in the oh, top no, he's massive. He's massive. And he was saying that, that, that I want to say the number is 63% of the people searching for information about a product are now going to uh, Amazon instead of Google. So when we were at, uh, I, want to, I don't want to quote him on that because I remember 63, but maybe it was 36. I don't remember. No, no, it was something, I, big. I, I it was would, something big. You're probably right because when we went to Amazon a few years back, yeah, Seattle, yeah. it was uh, 52 or 53% at that point that people start their search on Amazon. Yeah. So, I mean, that this is the place when, and the cool thing for people like us, like people that are own businesses that are trying to cater customers is that if you're spending money on Amazon, you are spending money on people that have buying intent. If they're on Amazon, they're, they're looking to buy. You know, they're not, they're just doing plain old research. Like, so when I, when I go to Google and I type in Tim Cook, because I want to learn about Tim Cook, I'm not going to Amazon about that. No, no I'm going, yeah, but when I want to buy, you know, whatever, my, my favorite pre-workout, Total War, of course, I go to uh, Amazon and type in pre-workout, best pre-workout. And by the way, interestingly enough, on Amazon, number two, pre-workout on Amazon right now, number two, which not number one, because number one was like $9.99. Number two is Total War. Johnny, you're going to try to pull this up? How fast can you do it? So this is what we're going to do. We're going to test Johnny. He's pulling up right now. It's like a speed how test. How fast can you find what ranking Total War is on Amazon? Because I don't even think Johnny knows how, where to look for that. So we'll see. Um, so while he's looking, that's not it, Aunt Johnny. Wait, let him help you. Um, so let's talk about it real quick because I want to move through this and move on to the next story. Amazon. So the, the big thing that they're talking about is specifically do these people, the Amazon Facebook, Google, Apple have the ability to hurt competitors, right? So, or they, can they crush competitors? And so that's really what we were talking about. What I, what I was interested in with Jeff, not with Jeff, with uh, Mark Zuckerberg, was Mark Zuckerberg had to go into the testimony about buying Instagram. So he bought Instagram a few years ago, and we actually got to see the text messages from the former founder and CEO of Instagram to one of his top advisors about that Mark was, you know, pursuing it. And Mark actually hit him up. He's like, hey, texted him. Hey, how are you doing? You think it's time that Facebook were to buy Instagram? And he, he screenshot it and sent it to his advisor, or maybe it was his CFO, uh, and was like, hey, what should I do? If I tell him no, will Mark go on destroy mode? Like, because that's what he does, right? Or, um, and he's like, uh, I don't know. How do you want to handle it? And it was interesting to read their conversation 
because they're like, he's going to go into destroy mode. And he's going to ruin our company or he's going to copy our company. What should we do? And, and obviously they ended up selling uh, for a billion dollars, I believe. Or was it six or eight billion? How many billions, Ryan? Sorry. How much did Instagram sell to Facebook for? It was six billion, right? Six billion. Six billion. Uh, so they did pretty damn good. It's not like they didn't do good. Yeah, it wasn't uh, like look at Johnny. By the way, Johnny got it. Number two, right now, best selling pre-workouts on Amazon total. What was the price of that up when that beat us? Came all as low as $17. $17. All right. So okay. I think we won personally. I think we won. But just want to point out if Jeff, if Jeff Bezos is watching, you know, hit me up. Call us. Call us. Um, so, uh, so interestingly, I loved, I liked the, to the, the ability to see like how these guys, like who would have ever thought, how do you take a look at like, how does Mark Zuckerberg approach somebody to buy somebody? And then also how does a company react when Je when Mark Zuckerberg texts you to buy your company? Hey, how about we buy your company now? It's like, uh Oh, <laughs> he literally, you, this is the face you make when he does it. That's the face <laughs> you make right there. But, oh, Unless you want to sell it. I mean, they did get $6 billion. Maybe make a happy face. So See, I don't I'm, know. I'm on the mind. Everything's for sale. Well, that is that is what they said. Actually, in the text message, the guy, his his advisor, I don't know if it was his CFO or advisor, was like, well, if there is a price that you'd be willing to take, you should write him back and explore it. If there's no price at all that you're willing to sell for, you should tell him, you know, like, you know, figure out another way to slow play him and tell him like, hey, we're just a cool, like, image sharing software, we make pretty pictures. There's no reason for you to buy us kind of thing. And like talk them out of it. Yeah, everything's and, for sale. And, and obviously, that's what, <laughs> obviously that's what happened. But so the thing with that though too is that there's a, like that equation in business is build or buy. So you have to determine, is it cheaper to actually buy someone than to build it yourself? Yeah. We see that a lot of times with these companies, they'll like if he went in destroy mode and tried to knock it off, a lot of times it doesn't work because that native it's program- It's not work for them. Where people, yeah, sure. it's, so what's the- um. It worked the gaming for, one. Uh, I, from Mixer from Microsoft. Yeah. So if Twitch gets banned, then maybe it'll resurface. But yeah, that's one of those things where you're like, well, it's actually much more efficient to buy someone out. You get the platform, and away it's you very, go. it is very, it is very, you know, it's difficult. So in, in a lot of ways, Facebook has done that and failed. You know, they had the one recently. What was that one called, Ryan? That they failed. Uh, uh, so they just they just quit lasso, lasso, just quit. lasso. and that was what was that was it was, it was replicating TikTok. TikTok, TikTok replicating TikTok. although they cr I mean they they didn't crush Snapchat altogether but the Facebook stories Instagram stories was a reaction to Snapchat which they, in my opinion they did kind of crush them I mean no, Snapchat I is not a thing really anymore not not like a popular thing right so no, where it was that's how people were communicating for a while through Snapchat yep Instagram story came out and fucking that was it. So next story, you know, we have to return to this. We don't have any choice because we've been following the, 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 the saga of Kanye West. Uh, Kanye West is still running for president. We talked about Kanye West. You just want to work looking like that. I might. I mean, I think there's some Yeezys, a big chain like that. I'm not a fan of his shoes. I got to be honest with you, Eric. I did, we did a lot of the show before last go over what his shoes look like. And they're, they're not, they're not good. Johnny, can you pull up while we're talking with Kanye? Pull up his ugliest shoe. Maybe, for me, maybe you just need to put it all together. Put what do you mean, like the whole that, outfit? That, yeah, the whole ensemble. Maybe that's what. Oh, it yeah, good, Johnny. I'm glad you saved that. So that's my favorite Kanye shoe. My favorite is isn't like that's the fucking ugliest shoe I've ever seen. The dad in my life. shoe. It's the ugly. It's like a space dad shoe. <laughs> on on John drugs <laughs> or something. Jets it's like it's like dirty even looking. <laughs> like what the fuck. And well, $750, so it makes it even crazier. Like, well, it's like Gucci and Balenciaga sell those shoes that are meant to look dirty. The which dirty, is, the yeah. dirty shoes, yeah. which is like mind blood. 
So those dirty ass shoes. Just give them my kid for an afternoon. Yeah. Be exactly. They pay him for it. <laughs> so anyway, uh, let's get back to Kanye. So Kanye, although his outfit, you know, you like his outfit, he is a little bit on the unstable side. You know? If I were married to a Kardashian, I'd be fucked in the head too. Yeah, maybe that's what did it to him. Maybe he was totally normal <laughs> before. All of them. Lamar almost OD'd. Bruce turned into a woman. Like it hasn't know. went well for the men no, for the, not from, not the, at all. from the uh, Kardashian family. The the dad, you know, he passed away early. Rob is like a misfit. It's like, like it hasn't been good for them. It hasn't no. been good. I, Kanye just needs to escape. He does. So the news on Kanye is that he is pursuing the presidential bid and he has not given it up uh he's actually okay in moving forward in quite a few states he's working on new york now he got missouri he got new jersey uh interesting enough, new jersey only needed i think like a thousand signatures really to be put on the ballot which is interesting that so few signatures because most of like new york is like ten thousand. yeah it's a lot so you know sign i mean yeah, man, I don't know how hard it is to get signatures. Like you could just, just go to the mall in the afternoon, bring it to Ryan, and be like, Ryan, you mean give me ten thousand signatures on the sheet? He'll make it happen. JP <laughs> can do ten thousand signatures in a few hours. So I don't know. I don't know if it's legitimate or how that works or what's going on. But you know, uh, old Kanye is in the race. Now, he's missed a few states, but he's he is gonna. I mean, it looks like he's gonna get a majority of them, and it also looks like he ain't quitting. I mean, I think I'd vote for him over Biden. So. Well, I think, that's, I think that, that is exactly so. He is not a Republican. He's a third-party candidate. He's a birthday party candidate. That's what he says, birthday party candidate. So that's his party, the birthday party. Forced, forced you wear your birthday suit? I don't know. I don't know what that means, but maybe. Um, so I know he's a big fan, as we're seeing right here, of Donald Trump. And the, thing that, the only thing I can think of, the reason for this, if there is like a reason other than the fact that maybe he's crazy and shit like that, is it possible that Donald Trump and him have a union? You see them hugging there. Do they have a union where he's saying, take votes from people that will potentially say, you know, I'm going to vote for him instead of Biden? And I think there are, you know, I don't know if there's millions, but there's probably hundreds of thousands of Americans that will say, well, I don't like Donald Trump, but I'd rather vote for him other than, other than Joe Biden. It's possible, you know? Especially younger demographic. Birthday that, party. Yeah. Who don't give a shit anyway? And that's the thing is, is there's a lot of people that really don't give a shit. Because yeah. the truth is, most of the most of the truth is the president, the whole this whole system is set up so the president can't do whatever the hell he wants, you know? So that's how the, the government is set up. So it's not one person controlling everything. And uh, you really got to hope in life as an adult, right? That the president just doesn't hurt you, right? You know, I'm not hoping for Donald Trump to help me. I'm like, well, I hope he's gonna provide for me, right? No, it's your no, own responsibility. Just don't, don't fuck, just don't fuck shit up, right? Just don't fuck shit up, basically. So that's all I hope. Don't fuck shit up. I'm worried Joe Biden will fuck shit up. Kanye West, I don't know. He may fuck shit up too, but you know, maybe a lot of people go, well, he may yeah. fuck less shit up. I don't know. At least he's not senile. He, at least he's not. He, at least he's well. He may have some other issues going on. But I'll, who knows? Take, I'll take those over <laughs> senility. All right, guys. So uh, the last uh, topic on our list before we get to our Funny. star, our star of the uh, of the show, Mr. Robert Oberst, is the readiness trial. So we're calling it restart. 2020, which makes sense, right? Everybody wants to come. Yeah, let's fucking hit that button, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, everything in life, right? From our business plans at Redcon One, you know, which we're doing this month, we're doing really good. We're doing very, we're doing, good. We're doing very well. I just told somebody, we're just talking. Uh, I think it was um, actually a uh, War Brady, where I was saying, hey, like we're very fortunate. We had some months that were a little rough, um, but this month is our, I believe, we're going to be our second best month in history, right? Depends on how strong we. we yeah, it could have actually be the best. 
You think? think there's a chance always? Wow. Oh, shit, I, don't know. I still got a whole. You got more hidden? I got, st- well, look at the clock. I got hidden in that beard somewhere. I see you picking at it or something. I'll keep a knife in there. There's a few hundred thousands somewhere. I, I still got there. 27 hours to get shit done. All right. All right. So, good, good, good. <laughs> That's exciting. That's very exciting. Um, so, whether we're number one or number two, I feel like there's very few people, uh, very few companies in the world, other than Amazon and some of these tech companies that are, that are, that are, that are can say like, hey, not only are we, um, you know, okay, but we're like back to normal or we're back to the second best month ever. So, And July is one of the worst months for in the supplement business because yeah. it's the bottom of the trough. So, Yeah, for supplements, it's not, it's not a good month. What is that timer? 26 hour. hours, 59. See, I was great. 27 hour kind of, oh yeah, tell, tell them the month. Thank you, Johnny. I appreciate that. Um, that's how much time you get left. I know. I you, I you, Matt, John, Zach, and of course, Stephanie. And I bet I'll bring in more fucking money than them all. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. He threw down the gauntlet. What's on the line? Nobody's beaten me no, since we gonna, started. Well, they're not going to beat you. Let's be serious. But beat you for the next day. You know, Matt's got some big orders to put in. So do I. Oh, okay. So anyway, <laughs> let's get back to the, the real contest at hand, which is the readiness trials. So what makes this readiness trials unique and different? So we've done, this is number eight or eighth readiness trials. There has been a lot of money given away. There's been a lot of big winners. There's been a tremendous amount of transformations. And most excitingly, there's been a lot of lives changed by the readiness trials. That's the cool part. It's, yeah, we've seen some awesome transformations since the beginning. I mean, you know, we've got in our drive, all the people have done oh, it. I mean, yeah. it's, it's amazing. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Michael Sparks last the last one won fifty thousand dollars cash. He was the number one winner. There's seventy five thousand cash given away along that readiness trials, but he won the lion's share at at fifty thousand out of the seventy five. And man, he was so excited and he loved it. He came down and hung out, worked out with us. That was right before the coronavirus, or right right in the very beginning, right? Yeah, it was in March at some point, early March. No, no, it was actually was it February. No, it was past because I did most of my. Uh, trials during COVID because we had to we just go into the gym. So they came over for it after because it was uh, into May. It was in May. Really? Was yeah. it May? Yeah, it was in May. Wow. Shit. Yeah, because my I think I ended on like May twelfth, so it was right in line with everybody right else. There. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so May twelfth. Wow, we're doing it. We're really going back to back with readiness trials. I didn't even think about that. It's a good time to do it though. I mean, people. It is a very good time. You know, gyms are back open in some places. At this point, if you're working out at home, you probably have a good routine going. And it's like you realize, hey, I can make a change still. I don't have to go to the gym. And that's the cool part is being able to make a change because nobody, whether you win the money or not, nobody says, I wish I wouldn't have done it once they I wish made I was the change. Still fat, not yeah. shape. And, nobody yeah. says that. I do some days. Oh, do you? You, yeah. be, you wish you were fat again? Wear my old clothes, you know. Uh, yeah, you, you're, all your old clothes are like you're garbage. a fortune retailer in suits. I know. <laughs> you, you can't get fat again. You, no, you have no choice. It's too damn much money. Yeah, it'd be very expensive for you. <laughs> You're going to be spending 100000 bucks to fix all your clothes. Jesus. Um, so I'm just going to not wear clothes anymore. Yes. No, then like, please wear clothes. <laughs> uh, so the big difference is usually we give all the money away, the majority of the money away to the grand prize winner. So we asked everybody, we did a poll and we said, hey, so you, uh, you guys are all into this. Everybody loves it. And the people that don't love it, don't know about it. I still want to know from them. How much money, what, what's, a, what's the thing for you? Would you rather get most of the money or all the money for the big winner, which would be me. That's how I'd want. I would want to get all the money. I would want, if I'm going for the 100 grand, I want all the 100 grand. This is the old one. Yeah, yeah. This, is the old, this is the old one you're looking at. Here is what lies on the line. This is the old one from last, last readiness trial. Well, Michael so, won. That Michael won. So um, I, that's how I'd want it. But what he wanted, what everybody wanted, not just he, everybody wanted, Michael Sparks wanted the 50 grand. But anybody else who I asked, basically 90% of the people said, I'd like it to be more people. One amount of money split it along many, many, many people. 
And, uh, and so what we did is we're giving in around 15 winners. So five people are getting $10,000 each and 10 people are getting $5,000 each. So we're spreading the money around to all the people so there's an opportunity for, there's a 15 times better chance of you winning now, Derek. No, and that's the thing is, I think for a lot of people it's motivating because you know they feel the pie is probably divided well enough for them. Yeah, so in the commercial break, in just a moment before we go to Robert Oberst, you're gonna see the commercial. I will tell you guys, there has been a, a minor change to the to the contest since we did the commercial, is we won't be going live today with the, with the actual ticket sales and the stack sales. We're gonna be waiting till the middle of the month, the 15th. We have too many products out of stock. Uh, fat burners are all out of stock. And so they'll be back in stock by the 15th. So uh, um, I'm working 15th, on it daily. <laughs> so by the 15th, uh, we're going to have fat burners back in stock. I don't want to go live with the tickets and the stacks when we're out of so many products. We know they're all coming back. So the 15th is the day tickets will go on sale and the actual start of the, uh, of the it, it putting your before pictures in will be one week after that. And you have a week time period. I don't want to give dates because I'm not sure what the dates are. The 15th, I guess it'll be the 22nd to the uh, 29th or something, but wait and you'll see. Um, it's going to be awesome. We're going to pump this thing up. One of the very cool things is we have celebrity judges this time, Martin Ford, Adam Shear, Jesse Bowen. We also have a doctor, which I'll be announcing very soon, a doctor of dietetics who's going to be overseeing a lot of the diet advice. It's going to be absolutely awesome. Here's some of the guys. That's Michael Sparks who won last time, but we have lots of I mean, we literally have thousands of people that completed the challenge and made incredibly dramatic changes, changed their life, changed their physique, and uh, and a lot of, look at this one, uh, Michael looked awesome. So a lot of really great guys and girls that did this and made an awesome change in their life. So uh, we're going to go to commercial break right now. We'll be right back with Robert Oberst and check out the commercial that I did for the readiness trials. Hopefully you want to be part of it. I guarantee you won't be upset if you do. It's a unique time in the world right now. You might have let your diet go. Getting to the gym probably is pretty difficult or for maybe for some of you guys, impossible. When I started thinking about doing another readiness trials, I figured people probably right now have real life issues. Like they're depressed or their finances, you know, lost a job, maybe even lost a loved one. So that's probably not the right time to do a transformation contest, right? Well, that's exactly what I was thinking. I remember the moment when that all went through my head and I was like, wait, hell no, this is the best moment for a distraction, for a goal, for a focus that isn't the news. I mean, the news is crazy. It's a great way to refocus your mind on something that isn't negative, like the riots, defunding the police, viruses, Kanye West for president. I have decided in 2020 to run for president. If you ask me, a goal and a journey, plus being part of a community that are all going after the same thing is exactly what you need right now. We've done seven readiness trials now, and it's gotten bigger and better every time. We can't stop now, we're going even bigger. Last time we gave away $75,000 in cash and prizes, and our grand prize winner, Michael Sparks, won $50,000. This time we are truly going bigger, $100,000. That's right, 100 grand, and it's not even the biggest change. The biggest change was you spoke and we listened, and we're now gonna have 15 cash winners with the top five people winning $10,000. And for the first time ever, we're gonna have free coaching to help you make the most dramatic change. We even enlisted the help of some of our celebrity coaches and judges, Jesse Bowen, Adam Shear, and Martin Ford. It sucks to say, but if the money and the goals aren't enough, think about your health. We're learning a lot about COVID and there's a tremendous amount of confusion and even misinformation out there. But one thing we know for sure is that people who are in better physical shape do much better if they catch it. Having a body mass index of 30 or higher actually increases a person's risk of developing a severe case of COVID-19 by 
and a body mass index of 40 or higher doubles the person's risk. That's what the Harvard doctors say. You can either enter by buying one of the Redcon 1 readiness stacks, or if you're already loaded up on Redcon 1 subs, you can buy a ticket to enter the contest for $75. Tickets and stacks will go on sale July 30th and will stay on the site until the last day to enter the contest and turn your pictures on August 17th. When you buy either the stack or the tickets, you'll receive an email exactly explaining how you're going to enter and how to submit the pictures. Don't worry, we won't show your pictures to anybody unless you're a finalist for the money. Picks need to be submitted from August 10th to 17th. You'll have that rolling week to decide when you want to start, and then you're going to have 12 weeks from that point forward to finish the contest. Remember, this is a transformation challenge, not a physique or bodybuilding competition. The best and most dramatic change will be rewarded. Look, 2020 hasn't gotten off to a good start. I'd like to challenge you to hit the restart button with Redcon 1 and change your life forever. This weekend, we're giving away over $100 worth of savings and you won't want to miss out. This Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, enjoy 25% off the entire site when you use the code PRE25 at checkout. When you spend $50 or more on the Redcon 1 website, we'll give you this amazing Ready Since 1776 flag shirt valued at $21.99. If you spend $95 or more, you'll unlock our free Ultimate Pre-Workout Stack. Enjoy any flavor of our award-winning pre-workout Total War and our pump formula, Big Noise, valued at $80, both absolutely free. That's over $100 in savings. You can't beat that. While shopping, give our new Total War RTD flavors a try. And head over to RedCon1.com to shop now because these flavors are moving fast. All right, we are back. So... Without further ado, I'd like to introduce our guest of the week, um, a very, very good guy that we are excited to announce who has been uh, been successful and world's strongest man, been a television star, and uh, created a apparel line, become an entrepreneur in his own right. We'd like to welcome to the show, Robert Oberst. There he is. <laughs> up, How's it going, boys? Good, good man. Good. Uh, yeah. dude, I think he barely fits on the screen. Look at us. He's like... We were like, squeeze in. He's, he's taking up the whole thing. Looks like he's in a coat closet. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he is. No, that's, that's the mud room. I'm in the front. I'm on my table. So plenty of space out here. Well, welcome to the show, man. Welcome to the show. Before we even get going, uh, for, for people who haven't seen the TV show, because we're going to talk about it for, for a few minutes. Um, Johnny, can you roll that? He's going to, Johnny's roll, figuring out how to get the clip up right now. Okay, we're talking about the show. So, the show itself, you know, if, if people haven't seen it on the History Channel, it is one hell of a good show. Um, it is also the most popular thing yep. on the uh, on the YouTube channel and arguably the most popular show they've ever had on the History Channel. Did you guys have a good time shooting it? Oh, man, it was a blast. I mean, we, we got super lucky. We had a really cool crew. We had people who understood, um, I don't know how you put it delicately, when you've got eddie brian nick and i in a group it's not always going to be pc it's not always going to be uh you know soft-spoken or, or polite you know I, I try and be polite but it, it ends up getting wild to say the least and we had a crew that just got it and we had a crew that was we felt close and had each other's back and yeah, the uh, I, can, I can remember times when we would get in trouble for saying something and it would just be like our crew would just click up together and make sure we defended our own. And it ended up being a great time. I, I some of the most fun times of my life, man. All right. So here it is. You're showing it, Johnny. Here we go. 
in case you haven't seen it. Strongest men in the world take on history's most legendary feats of strength. The Strongest Man in History, a new series, premiered Wednesday, July 10th at 10 on History. So, so for, for people who didn't already know about the show, this, this show was uh, last year, July 10th, because people are maybe getting excited right now. They they should it should be right now, July. Yeah, it should have been a it should second been season. This, the, it should be right now, but unfortunately, it wasn't. The show was incredibly popular. Before we get to anything else, what 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 the hell? Why did they not do another season? Politics, bro, is <laughs> the story of 2020, and uh, you know we. We showed the numbers. We, we looked better than pretty much anything else out there. We were the number four show for basically six out of the eight weeks. We were we were crushing. We were great. Our downloads were amazing and, and all that. But technically, you know, when you're working with appointment television, it's like working with a dinosaur. You know, they they didn't quite understand how to use the internet momentum. They didn't know what to do. I mean, they're just now putting out YouTube videos. It's, and you see, if you look at the views, the YouTube videos on the history channel, we own them, we, we crush. And they didn't, they didn't quite understand how to take advantage of that or just the, the cold, the difference in their audience that came to them from us. They, they just kind of didn't quite, I don't know if they didn't appreciate it or understand it. And ultimately it turned out to be uh, one person's choice who didn't quite like us enough. And that was it. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. Cause I mean, when obviously Brian was working with Redcon at the time when the show came out and uh, the amount of positive feedback we got, you know, just oh, as amazing. a brand, I mean, the amount of people reached out to, to me or Eric or the brand in general and said, man, I watch the show every week. I love the show. I mean, it was, it was a, a, a really like a tremendous amount. I mean, people would, even give us feedback on their opinion of the show every week. They'd be like, that challenge is bullshit. You know, Brian should have won that or whatever. <laughs> yeah. It was crazy how involved people got. Um, I never in a million years, I don't want to beleaguer this thing, but I would never in a million years thought that there would be a season two or three or four, honestly, even, you know? Yeah. It's still, it's still at times kind of hard to swallow just because it was so popular. And, uh, you know, there's, there's always people trying to figure out what we could do and this and that. Um, I, it, it seems like it's pretty much done, but uh, you never know, man. I mean, we just got switched. We got put on Hulu recently, and I don't, I don't know if, uh, what the numbers look like for our Hulu views, but I'd assume they're just cruising along just the same way as we are any other platform. Yeah. So uh, you never know, but you know, it's also you, you can't hold on to – some of those sweet things in the past, you know, I wish we could all go back to mullets and driving Corvettes, but it's what it is. Can't go back to that. Uh, you can do what you want, Robert. You can grow a mullet. I, I do. I, I do. That's the thing. Everyone else tells me I can't go back, so I figured I'd regurgitate that for you. Listen, you grow a mullet, we'll buy you an 86 Iroxy. I'm all about it. I'm about it, boys. <laughs> Yeah, well, the show was great, and we were very uh, – we, we all loved it, and we were all entertained by it. My wife and I and the family watched all those episodes, and it was fun to be excited about a show again because I can't think of another show in recent history that I, like, waited to watch the new episode uh, yeah. in my adult life anyway. Um, so very, very, very cool. Now, competing in World's Strongest Man, how – I mean, like, so where are you in your career in terms of – obviously the show, you know – 
was a whole different thing. The actual world's strongest man actually competing is, is very different than entertainment. It's a competition. Where are you in your preparation for world's strongest man? What do you think is going to happen for this year's next world's strongest man in Bradenton? Is it going to even happen? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've been told that we're very confident. We're very confident in it happening in November in Florida. Thank God we, we put it in a state that, uh, you know, doesn't – I'm not going to get too crazy, but we don't have a walking vagina for a governor in Florida, luckily. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's it seems like it's all happening. People are prepping. It might, might be a little different. It might be some countries that get excluded and some people that can't fly in and out. That might happen, but as far as the show itself and the people who can get there that um, are invited, like that, there there will be something. And I'm I'm being told that it'll be pretty much as usual. So I'm, I'm I've been prepping. I was ready to go in May, and then we got the lockdown, and uh, that got pushed back. Obviously, I was really concerned that it was going to get canceled completely. You know, it's hard to it's hard to ramp up the way we train we we train so heavy when it's time to get serious the the weights get stacked up quick and it was hard to train up for that peak and then drop down sit, sit back in this like you know this purgatory where we're like oh are we or aren't we you know is it worth the risk of being hurt is it worth the risk of not being ready and it, it seems like we're in a space now where we're pretty confident i mean i wouldn't ever say this, especially in this year, the year of the COVID, I would never say like it's a guarantee, but it it seems pretty much dialed in, ready to go. Guar guaranteed enough for you to actually be gearing up and preparing for something that, as in you believe it's going to happen. And that's the important thing, Most right? certainly. Most certainly. I, I believe it's going to happen and I'm motivated as hell, man. I've, I, I came out, I'm watching this video. You guys got to, that's one of my favorite videos. <laughs> Um, I, I came out last year and I, I was the, the strongest I'd ever been. I felt the, the most healthy, the best I'd ever done. I'm cruising through my group and, you know, I, I'm doing well in the deadlift when that's just historically not my thing and crushing going all the way through. I even sat out one of the events cause I didn't have to do it, go to do the stones to get into the finals. And I ripped my forearm in half and I was. I was just devastated, man. I was so pissed off, so just distraught about it. And um, I didn't know how I was going to react. I, I mean, luckily for me, it's not the first challenge I've had in my life. And I tend to react in um, an aggressive manner. When something goes against me, I just want to put my nose to the grindstone and shove right back. So that's the way I feel. I've, I've been training like an animal. I feel good. I, freaking backs holding up. I, I feel like this is going to be my best showing ever. And as far as career and stuff goes, I've got a couple more years. I, I don't see any end coming up soon. That's awesome. Good. Well, we're, we're excited. We went to Bradenton last year to support Brian, and uh, we had a chance to to see it all go down. And uh, the show itself, We what, what events did we see? We saw the deadlift, right? We saw, we saw the deadlift with the um, ATV. Two cars. ATVs, yeah. yeah. Yep. And then the overhead press. Yep. I think what else we saw. I think that's it. It's we left earlier or something because it was so long. Yeah, because for you guys, Robert, I don't know how you. <laughs> yeah. Because I remember seeing you in the warm up area and the downtime that you guys have between events. And then it does, it's no offense to the world's strongest man, but that is one of the worst orchestrated events. And especially because 
you're operating, like you said, the weights stack up, you're operating at such a high level of intensity, it's really dangerous. And then you guys got, you got to go cold and you sit and you got to kind of get rewarmed up again. It's got to be a mind. Yeah. yeah. And I used to complain about it all the time until we did a TV show with heavyweights and I realized world's not doing too bad of a job. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it is what it is when world's a big part of the revenue for world's strongest man is it's a tourism advertisement. It's, it's promoted and paid for by local facilities that want you to see how beautiful the area is. That's why we, we always end up in these hot human places that just are fucking death for a strong man, but looks like a great place to have a Corona on the beach. Oh, wait, no more Corona. Have a, have a margarita on the beach. So, you know, um, I was surprised about that at first, but, it's been 10 years. So for me, I, I train that way now. I, I'll go in, warm up, bust my ass, sit there for 10, 15 minutes, do something else, sit there for a while. I'll even uh, for a lot of my workouts, I have uh, a meal in the middle where I sit and I'll eat some rice and chicken and I'll wait for a good 45 minutes to an hour and then continue just, just to be prepared for that. Cause it's, especially you see them rookies come out and, their adrenaline's up in their throat and, and they're just ready to freaking go. They go out and maybe they get a shot to do one event or, or just warm up. And then they sit in the tent and they're just shaking. And, you know, by the time they get out there to, to, to do what to do on camera, they just, they don't have much left. So it, it's a practice and something you got to make sure you're prepared for. Yeah. That makes, that makes sense. I mean, we, we thought firsthand and it was like, you know, I know that, you know, we were with Brian, obviously, and Brian got Brian got very aggravated by the the waiting. Okay. Stop and go, stop and go. But you're you're actually right, you know. So maybe after Brian and you guys did the the show, maybe his his you know thought process changed because yeah, I've I've actually watched you know, <laughs> shows recorded. You know, I've been in part of scene, not in part of, but seen movies recorded. They're slow as fuck, man. It's like crazy slow. Where I, where I thought in a different life and I know and I don't want to do it. And that's not an ambition, but I always thought like I'd be a good actor. Or I think that'd be fun. Like it'd be cool for me to do. But then when I actually was there seeing, it, I'm like, Whoa, I don't want anything to do with this. Like yeah. too, it's too slow paced, changing the lighting, changing the cameras, changing the lens, doing it. It's like, man, this is like one shot can take all day. I don't want anything to do with this. You know, Johnny. Is yeah, cool. it's, it's Johnny says, yeah. He said, yeah, porn is like that. Exactly. Johnny says, faster. Oh, okay. Right. For me, it'd be a lot faster. <laughs> Stop, have a meal, yeah. start back up again. Yeah, 45 minute break. Yeah, for sure. But you get used to it, you know. Hey, uh, while I was thinking about it, I was listening to you guys talk about stuff going into the interview and everything. And um, one of the things that, uh, happened with uh with the big tech meeting with the supreme court no it wasn't supreme court it was the um let's see i'll tell you hold on congress right congress was it congress, congress. yeah 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 so, yeah yeah. So, Hill, uh, yeah for congress yeah a big part of that was uh zuckerberg was the only person out of all of them to admit china's meddling with with um with rights property rights or uh like a copyright rights or also meddling with like data information and all that. So he's, uh, he's not like, like one of us, one of us, he's not like, uh, like, a like he is definitely an alien for sure. Uh, he's, 
he seems like he's a different breed than the others. He seems like at least, at I mean, at the very least, he's better at, at pretending to be different. And uh, that was that was something that was probably the coolest thing for me to see is him admitting that China meddles with with tech really exposed the other four people there for hiding it. And and that was for me. That's one of my biggest things. I was I was really happy to see we that. Didn't, we Even though we are not going to do shit. We were so slow. We didn't want to keep you waiting. But that is one of the big things you have on the on the notes right here. See. Yeah, I'm was, glad we brought it up. <laughs> was that? And, and I'm glad you brought it up too. Is that? And then Amazon. Um, you have Bezos, who is like, I mean, I'm John. Do you have that still? The, I don't know. We we passed by. I don't know if he can pull it back, but. Uh, Bezos was extremely. He like he like did, he stumbled upon his words, and he's like, "Yeah, no, we don't do China, no." And they're like, "Well, so nothing is going on with China. You don't share data." And he's like, "Well, yeah, maybe. So yeah, we we could. I mean, I don't know. I'll have to check into that." <laughs> it's like, come on, bro. You know what you do. Are you kidding me? Yeah, you got brought in front of Congress for a reason, bro. You know and. The thing that that worries me the most about all that is it's kind of like what Trump said is they're not going to do shit. They're not going to do anything. I mean, a, a giant proportion of people on there are in China's pockets, whether they be Republican or Democrat, they're just owned. It's just it's it's like they're all in the NBA. So, you know, I think the only way that we have any chance at actually even in the playing field online right now is having some having Trump do an executive order like he was saying. I don't know. You never know if any of those are going to stick or what's going to happen with them. But I mean, at least doing something to try and and uh, you know, like I said, even the playing fields like like they just they just censored so many people in the last two days over doctors disagreeing with. People that aren't even doctors saying that hydro hydroxychloroquine works and zithromycin, all that stuff, and you might even get in trouble that I said that word on this fucking video. Yeah, so fuck it, say whatever we you say want. Way worse stuff. That's what it is. I, I totally agree with you, and I think it's it's very interesting. So TikTok is one that we talked about. I don't know if it was last episode, the one before, two before, two before. So TikTok is a Chinese company that's based or was based in Hong Kong, and they're moving it out. These people are like, fuck this. Like, I don't want nothing to do with it. Like, they're they're capturing data. They're using it to, I mean, who knows what they're using it to. I mean, in Houston, right. Texas, this should have been a news story this week. In Houston, Texas, um, where, where I, well, I wasn't from there. I'm from New Orleans, but I moved there after Hurricane Katrina, but I was there for a while. And they had a, uh, um, a, a consulate, a Chinese consulate, that Trump said they're doing, they're spying out of there. Get rid of them. And, uh, and they literally raided it, kicked them out, had them, had them literally leave, leave out of the country. Wow. And they raided it because they locked the doors. They were burning documents. So they actually raided it and um, and got them the hell out of there and saw what was going on there. And, I mean, to do that, to make a move like that, man, the political implica implications, the what that means for America and Chinese relations, like, you don't do something like that. You know, lightly. I mean, I don't know if that's ever happened in the, in history of kick America a out? Yeah. to kick a consulate out. Well, they did with uh, I believe they did with Iran, Iran yeah. back in the day. Yeah. But other than that, I don't know. I don't think it's ever happened where they literally yeah. raid it but then kick them out. So who the fuck knows what was going on there? It had to be really bad. You don't do that lightly, right? Right. Yeah. Only fan subscriptions. Oh okay. shit! Yeah. They got it. Ryan's only fans. Are you okay? Mm. Okay, he's okay. <laughs> he's okay. Don't worry. Yeah, they had a. They'll be okay. 
<laughs> they had a they had a lot of videos coming out of all the smoke pouring out of the windows in the chimney of that spot. It was like it's insane what's what's happening there. The nice thing is Biden kind of screwed himself a little bit and uh, told his staff not to use TikTok. So then Trump used that as like a, a an alert to kind of tell people. He I think he's what did he say exactly? He said, I'm thinking about banning the Chinese app TikTok after seeing Joe Biden told his staff not to use it. So that's like, it's it's such a smart move using Biden's fear of the app to like kind of round up the wagons and be like, you know, we all agree that this is something that we need to watch out for. So it's, there's a lot of stuff moving and it's sometimes it's hard to kind of you know, take it all in. It's it's crazy. <laughs> it's really fucking crazy. It's um, you know, I always suggest to people who are looking. You know, Tim Pool is a great follow if you want media and you want to see what's going on. He's a great follow. And um, also the other thing I always before we stop talking about all the craziness, I I always want people uh, to understand that the internet is a very small minority. And when you go out and you talk to people in real life. And you're, you know, just at the grocery store. Or for me, I tra I've traveled a bunch since the last couple, uh, the last about month. And, you know, everyone I talk to says the same thing. They all want to defend police. They all want to see the, the ride stop. They all want to see us just kind of scab over this wound and try and move forward. And almost everyone I've spoken to sees the bullshit for what it is. So when when you get down on yourself and worry about like what's going to happen if the socialists take over and all that, just remember the real real world's very different than the internet, and uh, just take some time to talk to real people, and obviously make sure you get your ass out and fucking vote. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you, and and it's funny that you say that it's, um, with um, with everything that's going on, right? It's it's easy to get stuck in all the the craziness and the things that are happening in the world, and and a lot of the the really really craziness but you know ultimately you know I, you know i think back to i always when i when i hear some comment like that i always think back to when covid 19 happened when it first happened i was like holy shit it reminds me of 9 11 in a positive way where everybody's coming together where it's like holy shit like everybody like i'm walking in the neighborhood my neighborhood and everybody's like hey what's up how are you doing and everybody's like everybody's good like we're all like solid everybody was solid we're in this together right mm -hmm. Man, it only lasted a few weeks. Turned before, sour quick. Yeah, it turned turned yeah. super sour. Yeah, and, uh, I don't know how we get back to that, but that's what we need to get back to. I felt like a, a solidarity in America, where it was like the first time in many, many, many years. Obviously, you know, obviously this this era is particularly divisive. But even before this, where it was divisive, where I, when I, I always think back to you know I was twenty one uh, when nine eleven happened uh, in two thousand eleven, and I remember thinking like that that three or four years i'm like man we're or maybe not three or four maybe two or three years where it was like holy shit everybody is together we're all you know until like people started saying iraq was pointless and stuff but that period of time i was like wow this is like this is what it should be like we're all for the same purpose going towards the same goal and, uh, and that's what i felt like for a few weeks yeah and i think what i mean this is just my nan of one but probably what happened what happened is people started seeing behind the curtain a little bit and realizing like wait, we're all kind of being forced into this and I'm not really sure why, Yeah, you know, because there weren't a lot of answers. So in the beginning, yeah, I think everyone banded together and was like, all right, we'll come together as human beings. But then, you know, when you kind of see 
some of your freedoms getting taken from you and there's no real answer. I think that you, human nature, you're going to push back. I think that's yeah. going to happen. Just cup half full talk, but um, one of the things that, that's more beneficial with, with this 2020 versus the September 11th. And I remember September 11th too, and it changed us all forever. And the thing that happened was when, and so after September 11th, when, when Bush did the, the Patriot Act and all that, we all lined up behind it. Like, yeah, this is, this is what we need. This is what's going on. And come to find out a lot of that was unnecessary. It was a huge power grab. A lot of that was a big, just, just snatch and grab while everyone was unified. The nice thing that one of the nice things about now is no matter what anyone says, everyone, everyone who's worth a shit is going to check it out online, look into it, see what it means. We've, we've really gotten to the point where, you know, if, if you're not willing to search something right now, if you, if you're pretending to have this opinion and you're upset about, about this or that, but now there's so many things to be mad about. If you haven't taken the 10 seconds to search it or to look into what you're talking about, you're just an asshole. And two years ago, that was just normal. Like we were all upset about this thing, but nobody knew anything about it. So now I, I think awareness is, is climbed up a lot. And I think um, the divisiveness is, is just, it's so, it's in your face because the people who want you to be divided, the one that want you to feel divided, they're scared. And a solid America, we're never going to be 100% on the same side. There's, there's always stuff we've got to work out. But uh, uh, just a, a, a plain love for this country and an understanding of what people did to put us where we are and to just, I mean, we're the only, con the only country in the world that's ever existed whose government does not give us our freedoms. Our, our government, the Constitution doesn't give us anything. The Constitution tells you that your freedoms are God-given and they're in the rules of man and nature. And they just define what the government can't take away from you. Nobody's giving us shit. They're just not allowed to take things. And that's, that's the special thing about this country. I think more and more people are starting to turn to that. And I, I'm definitely leaning towards being more positive and I'm doing that uh, purposefully. But I, I do think that's that's true. I think that's actually, I mean, at least in my experience with the people I'm talking to, so many more people are grateful for those words on the Constitution right now than, I mean, than I've ever even seen in my entire life. I mean, I, I live in Texas and in Idaho. We're all rednecks, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so I want to continue down this path, but I have a few things we have to get through. Before we go down, because there's a lot to be said about all this, and, and I'm excited to talk to you about about the world right now. But but let's go a little bit back, because before you were going in, you know, before you played football, you were one hell of a dancer. So, John, do you have? Well, I want to see some dancing. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. Don't touch me. Stay tuned.
that, that, <laughs> that's not exactly the no. dancing I was talking about, but that was still very, very, very nice. Now. <laughs> very, very nice. So is that it was all comedy stuff. Is it, but is it true you were really a competitive swing dancer? Is that really real? Um, yeah, not, not, I wouldn't say I'm a, I was a competitive swing dancer. I, I did a couple competitions and I won, but, um, most of them were just for fun. One, I ended up, <laughs> I, um, I have an eclectic background. I ended up, uh, <laughs> at this 21 and over like jazz club, swing dancers club place and had a couple That's of my friends. Swinger club kind of thing. Yeah, swing a club, and I was 15, and uh, and I was in there, and like I don't know what the deal was. Maybe the person that was hosting didn't know it was a 21 and over club, or they were just like having fun. The fact that knowing that we were in there, whatever, I don't know how it happened, but they ended up having um, uh, like an 18 and under competition, like in in a 21 and up club, so. You know, I was just like, fuck it, I'll go out there. And I was like, I didn't, I wasn't worried about getting kicked out or any of that kind of shit. So I just went out there and danced and have fun. And I, uh, that was one. And I grew up, uh, going to, I, I started going to church when I was 11. My family was very poor. And we found a church that actually, like, gave us food. So we started going. And it, it was basically like a last, a last ditch effort not to starve to death for 10 kids in a three bedroom house. You know, we didn't have any electricity or anything. 10, you have 10 yeah. ancestors? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. And so uh, we ended up doing, um, I, I, I grew, I started going to church at 11 and I, I took like swing dancing lessons and, and salsa lessons and a bunch of other stuff. and. Just basically got got into learning how to dance. It was it was one of those things that was really common in in church. So that's awesome. So I, we have to ask about the ten brothers yeah. and sisters. What is it? What is that like? What's the deal with that? Christmas. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, well, my birthday is also December twentieth, so I don't give oh, shit. Man. But my mom and would always make something special for us. And, and my dad, he busted his ass. He'd be working 16-hour days and trying to get us by. And, and uh, for some reason, well, I mean, we were gypsies, so we would bounce around a lot. And um, when I got to high school, when I, when I got to junior high, the end of junior high, we went to California, back to California. And um, I, don't, I don't know why. I think it was like my mom loved it there or, or whatever it is, but we couldn't even afford to be there, really. And uh, so, you know, having 10 kids, like uh, my three oldest siblings were out of the house at that point. But uh, having having all of us there in that place, it just, it kind of became, it is normal. Like when you're a kid, you don't realize that like everybody else isn't eating a can of chili and a whole roll, roll of crackers for dinner, you know? And um, it's, uh, it, it, it was fun. It, it was one of the, when I look back at it, I don't ever feel like I was wanting. I feel like we were just, you know, being ourselves and having fun. I lived, uh, I feel like I had more life experience and more, I grew more because of the fact that, you know, I didn't have video games or any of that stuff. We were just playing outside and, you know, I mean, living life in the real world. So 
I'm I'm actually really grateful for what it was. And because of that, like I, I'm I make better money now and I do well and I, I help out my family and everything. But with with growing up that way, like I don't I don't get trapped in all those like like sparkly things that a lot of people get trapped in. Like I get I'm super like this is my clothing, like that's all I wear is is stuff that's either given to me or I make. All my all of my other stuff, like it's the one fancy thing I spent any money on was I got a new truck, but that's a write off. So like I, I didn't feel too bad. Yeah. So and like, it it's also easy when like my dream car is is a classic muscle car, which you can get a sick one for like eight grand, and for that to be a dream car, you know. Plus, then I get to tinker with it and work on it and all that. So that's I, 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 simple. Can never have enough cars, Robert. <laughs> That's true. It's true. So I got rid of my my old truck and I felt heartbroken. Say it again. Are you close with all your brothers and sisters, your folks and stuff? Yeah, 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 yeah. We're all close. We all talk. Um, I live out in Idaho right now, for the most part. So I'm about like four hours away from the majority of my family. But uh, yeah, hanging out my my two nephews, two of my nephews, I've got like 34 nieces and nephews. So two of my nephews are coming up next week. They're going to spend uh, to like 10, 10 days, 14 days up here with me training for their freshman year of football. And so uh, I'm going to whip their ass. <laughs> they think they think it's so cool to go hang out with uncle Robert and I'm, I'm going to make them die, man. They're going to hate it, but they'll, they'll be better for it. And uh, I think if they they can get through what I do to them, they won't have any doubts once they get their freshman year. So I, I think it'll be good. It's awesome. So um, I have to ask about. So we watched the strongman video in the beginning, so we're showing everything. And, uh, and I've, we talked to Brian about this, but you know, there's a lot of camaraderie in the strongman world, and compared to bodybuilding, me and Eric come from the bodybuilding world, basically more certainly more than the strongman world. In bodybuilding, there's a lot of competitiveness, a lot of maybe insecurity, a lot of, you know, where there some people, they may pretend to be friends, but they're not really. But in strongman, there's a lot of, like, camaraderie. But there's always good guys and bad guys. Who Who is your favorite or your least favorite guy in strongman? Um, <laughs> straight to the real shit. Uh, yeah, right, right. Well, in strongman, it's, there's a lot less camaraderie than everyone likes to talk about. Like ah. the, the the thing in strongman is it's got this old school powerlifting background that that's attached to it, where it's like, you know, they, they just want to pretend like we're all inclusive and stuff. And I felt like that until I went to World Strongest Man the first time, and I saw people walking around like all oh, trying to like, flexed and shit. And, I, and to me, like I was a rookie and. I just, I don't get intimidated. I don't, I don't have any, I get, I get like uh, adrenaline rushes, but I don't get that like, oh my God, I'm nervous. I don't get that shit. You know, I mean, I, I was, I was poor at 16. I, my parents split, I was homeless. And like, I remember like digging through trash to survive or sleeping under a, an abandoned mail cart to, to make sure it wasn't raining on me. And I did that for like three years. So I don't, I don't ever get that like, oh my God, there's so much pressure. I don't get that shit because I know I'm never going back to that 
and I don't I don't have anything to worry about because there's nothing worse than that. So when I got to Worlds my first year, I was very surprised at how soft a lot of the dudes were. A lot of dudes are just fucking soft, and and not not to say all of them. I mean, I love Brian and I love a bunch of other guys out there. There's so many guys out there. One of the unsung like savages in strongman that doesn't get a lot of notice because he doesn't speak English very well. But Kilkowski is a fucking monster. He's not not I'm not just talking about pure strength, but that's the kind of guy to me. He is what you would consider a man. He's not going to talk shit about you unless you're right there. He's not going to like join in the crowd and, and do whatever people are doing. He doesn't he doesn't play the game like like a lot of guys do and uh i mean i've seen him stand up in front of people and be like no nah, like this is this is ridiculous so you know kilkowski in my opinion deserves a lot more love you know eddie eddie and brian and i we've got a long a long documented history of of having fun together and it's it's always a blast with those guys i mean eddie and i were rivals and brian and i were rivals and i still consider brian a rival even though I love him to death, you know? So there's And he's got there's great definitely... parts as as we see in the video. Very great parts. No, that was that was Eddie. I think that was actually me and I blamed Eddie. <laughs> I blamed Eddie because it was so bad. And Eddie always farts, so it's easy just to blame him. But when it, that was in London, and when that happened, um, the owner of the restaurant came over and asked us to stop farting, or he was going to have to ask us to leave. So it is what it is. You know it's bad when I don't, a I, comes up and says, we need to stop farting, please. <laughs> yeah, especially the English, man. They're too fucking nice about it. Like, excuse me, sir, you know? <laughs> but... I was gonna. I was gonna name. I'm not. I'm not worried to name my least liked uh, strongman athlete. But I. I don't like to give people promotion when my name. When their name comes out of my mouth, then people Google them and they grow all that shit. So my least liked strongman they need a dick, man. I'm not gonna say their name. Gotcha. Understood. And then who is who is your influence for strongman? Is there any other, like older strongman that kind of help, kind of guide you through this? Yeah, uh, one of the biggest ones was Shaw. Like I was when I got into strongman, all I knew was football. Like that's that's everything that was my life, my world. So I just did what we did in football, and I dissected the tape. So I would watch Brian compete like over and over and over. I'd watch where his foot placement was. Like I always tell people, I knew what kind of shoes Brian Shaw wore before I ever met him, and and so like to me, Brian was probably the tip of that spear. But there was other guys too, like like old school Kaz was awesome, you know, and just any of the Michael Burke. I don't know if you guys know who that is. Michael Burke competed for a while, and uh, he just he he was a construction worker, a, a, a solid ass fucking dude. But he was just so gritty and so tough. And I mean, my first year at World Strongest Man. We were in Sonya, China, and uh, Burke is just, he's destroyed. He's so messed up, he can't even stand up. He's in the tent, laying on his back, going, like rocking back and forth, just bright red dying, and he's hurting so bad. And I was like, there's no fucking way this guy's going to continue. We have a press medley where it's like very heavy press medley all the way to the end. The last thing is this wobbly 
circus bar where it's like the big globes on the on the end of the thin bar. And and I'm I'm sitting there next to Burke and watching him just like you know when you're when you I don't know if you've ever gone I don't I don't know what uh, training you've done or not but I, there's been a couple times in my life where I went way too far and I you end up lying on the floor just there's no comfortable spot your back hurts so bad you just keep doing this you're moving around and it's it just doesn't stop hurting he was in that moment when the head referee comes over and's like hey you're up and he just took a breath stood up walked out there, crushed the fucking medley, went right back in the tent and laid down. And I, I was just like, this dude's inhuman. I mean, one, one more story about him. We're doing uh, America's Strongest Man in Vegas. And it's, it's me, Burke, and Shaw, like just battling it out, going back and forth. And I, Burke was, was really excited about the events. He was pushing Brian. And I'm chasing Brian because Brian's on that, that the – the hit list, you know, like I love him to death, but I want to beat his ass. And so we're doing America's Strongest Man in Vegas in an expo. We're doing a load medley where there's four kegs and a wheelbarrow. So you run the wheelbarrow up to the keg, throw the keg in the wheelbarrow, run the wheelbarrow up to the next keg and on down the line. I think the last the last two were actually really heavy sandbags. So it's two kegs, two sandbags. Bert gets to the second keg goes to throw it in it's like 3 30 goes to throw it in the wheelbarrow lops off his fucking finger the finger is hanging by the skin right there by the knuckle uh, the whole thing's gone just skin and it's folded over like down here so it looks like that he looks over at his wife shows her his finger and she's like she doesn't know what's going on she's like so he goes eh. grabs the wheelbarrow goes to the fucking sandbag Grabs the sandbag, throws that one in, gets to the next sandbag, throws it in, finishes, and wins that fucking event with his finger hanging by his fucking skin. It was crazy. Uh, that that was one of those ones, like, you know, there's there's some guys who you don't hear about as much, and they leave some really big shoes to fill when you're actually behind the scenes and you know what's going on. Sounds like sounds like a tough motherfucker. So, a bad motherfucker, yeah. So we're going to go to commercial break. We'll be right back in just a minute, Robert. We'll be back with some more questions, especially about strong and pretty. So we'll be right back. Talk about that. My name is Ben Galloway. And I'm Matt Saracino. We are the Tier Operator Management Team, and we invite you to join the Redcon One family. I joined the Tier Operator Program because I wanted to be part of something bigger than myself. Being a Tier Operator is phenomenal you want to keep tearing up you want to work for yes the best company in the fitness industry redcon one helped me reach my goal which at the time i didn't even know was a goal the products work like that's i mean that's what it is and i want to help other people reach their fitness goals using these products i love that it's like a big family i really enjoy that we can get together at events like this and it's like even though we're thousands of miles apart, it's just like we all know each other like we're neighbors. We're not just out here trying to make sales, we're out here trying to change lives. Apply to be a tier operator today.
This weekend, we're giving away over $100 worth of savings, and you won't want to miss out. This Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, enjoy 25% off the entire site when you use the code PRE25 at checkout. When you spend $50 or more on the Redcon 1 website, we'll give you this amazing Ready Since 1776 flag shirt, valued at $21.99. If you spend $95 or more, you'll unlock our free Ultimate Pre-Workout Stack. Enjoy any flavor of our award-winning pre-workout Total War and our pump formula, Big Noise, valued at $80, both absolutely free. That's over $100 in savings. You can't beat that. While shopping, give our new Total War RTD flavors a try. And head over to RedCon1.com shop now because these flavors are moving fast. So, Robert, I got a question for you. Like, obviously on the show, and even I think when I saw you in England that one time when I had breakfast, you're wearing your strong and pretty shirt. So where, where does that come from? Where did you get that idea? Like, how long is that something you've had for a long time? Now tell us about uh, it. Well, it started a while ago. It honestly started probably three or four years ago even. Um, a, a lot of people that, that follow me, a lot of people that, that – watch my stuff and, and talk to me are people that are it's bigger guys and bigger girls who are working on fixing them uh, the things that themselves that they don't like you know a lot of guys that follow me they want to lose weight they want to gain muscle they want to feel better about themselves and a lot of women too and one of the things i just randomly said i was talking to a guy i think it was like an instagram message and i was talking to him and and he was like, he was like, man, I just, you know, I feel like I've gotten really strong, but I, I just feel like I'm, I look gross, and I'm this and that. And I was like, I was like, brother, man, you're strong and pretty, and so <laughs> it, it kind of just popped out, and and then I stuck it on a shirt, and it worked. It's, it's kind of my whole philosophy with, with who I am as, as this internet figure, which is like, it's funny, is like that changes depending on the day, like it's. Like on some days, people are mad that I don't put enough like like lifting up, and then other people get mad that I'm not putting other stuff up. So like, people, uh, my my internet persona, I have no control over it. I definitely play with it as much as I possibly can. I enjoy it, but um, my whole like thing behind it is I want people to feel good about themselves. I want people to, to you know, it's it's kind of my my thing. I always say when people ask me about CrossFit, what do you think about CrossFit? So I, I really have no beef with anything that's getting people off their asses, off the couch, and into the gym. Now, is there a lot of things wrong with it and people getting hurt that go too hard too soon? Yeah. But my philosophy is you should do more, you feel better. When when you find your spot, and this, may, this is probably way too much, but I feel like when you find your place in the universe, the universe tells you where you're supposed to be. And if you get up, you kick ass all day long, and you, at the end of the day, you know, you you're smoking a cigar or a fucking joint, whatever, when you're doing, you're finishing your day up and you have that calm, like, feeling of, like, I, I handled my shit today. I did what I need to do. I, I don't have any neglect or regret in my heart. That feeling is what we're all looking for. 
And so I, I wanted people to know, like, one of the first steps to it is feeling confident enough to take that step, to take that choice. And you can see, like, when I ripped that off there, man, like, that was, that was the whole thing. People, I got hurt and people were telling me, like, you, you're never going to make it back. You're a one-hit wonder, all that stuff. And, you know, I... You can use that as motivation. You can use that as, you know, like a deterrent. You can let it affect you in whatever way. And on different days, it does different things. None of us are motivated all the time. That's such a fucking gimmick. It drives me nuts. You have to be dedicated and not not just motivated. Motivation is awesome. It's great for you. It feels good when you're motivated and you go, I'm going to go to the gym and crush today. That feels great. But on the days you don't feel that, you still got to go to the gym and get your ass in gear. So for me, confidence in, in yourself and making the choice to make yourself a better person, all of that goes along with inner strength and with, with who you are as a person. That's it's kind of what strong and pretty all comes around to, even though it's, it doesn't quite get all of that in the, in the publicity for it, I would say. Most people, I mean, I, I don't normally explain it so thoroughly but i I, uh people who talk to me and and most of the people that follow me they do communicate with me and and i'll always try and respond and all that stuff so for the most part out of out of the number of people that are aware of who i am they all kind of get what it means that's awesome so i i mean you know the, the the one really cool part of that is that you know you use that for motivation and uh for people out there who are looking for motivation, they know that being motivated is temporary, right? Being driven is forever. So, you know, that's a, that's the thing that uh, my wife likes and I always love to hear, you know, that's the truth is that dri- being motivated is temporary. Things, you know, you can't be motivated forever. There's gonna be ebbs and flows in motivation, but to be driven, to truly be driven, to succeed, to be driven, to be the best, to be driven, whatever the thing is for you, that's something that can be forever. And because uh, you're going to feel, you know, not motivated. It's part of life to not oh, feel yeah. motivated. You're going to feel, I don't want to fucking do it. But the people that do it, even when they don't feel like they want to do it, when they feel no motivation, those are the people that truly are the champions. And those are the winners, right? Yeah, I, I think mm-hmm. that's kind of a measure of greatness. Like, I always, like, for myself, it's one of those things that if I can do the toughest thing when I feel the absolute worst, I'm fucking good in life. Yeah. You know, like sometimes I have the best workouts when I feel like absolute dog shit. Yeah. And it's like, I could just stay home and go, no, I'm not going to do it. But it's just like, nope, this is the day I got to dig deep and actually prove that it's like, this is an internal thing for me. And it's the same with work. Like there's days that kick mm-hmm. us in the dick. And that's sometimes like the best days we'll ever have. You know, yeah, 100%. there's a lot of days. To kick and it, it feels kind of like a badge of honor, you know, when you do that, when you do that, you know, you're not, you're not just here for the good times, you know, like every, everyone who's ever been through that and pushed themselves, they will all say that same thing. And it's, it's an honorable thing. You feel good about that. I feel good about days that I did good when I was feeling good, but the days that I felt like shit and I kicked ass, man, I'm proud as hell of that. And I think, I think for, for like us thinking about, you know, what we do here at Redcon is the, the really gratifying days that we're going to look back on. And we do look back on now, uh, right now at this moment, we look back on the past where we say, wow, that was terrible, or that was hard, or that was a tough moment. We think back now on those days, those are some of the most gratifying days that we've had. And it, you don't think of the big purchase order, and you don't think of the big success. A lot of times, and for me and Eric, we think about the times that were, times that were really, really tough, 
we could have said, fuck it. Like, this is really tough. We don't want to do it. It's really hard. And we would rather go home, but we did it anyway. And we have got to this point now. Those are honestly, for me anyway, and I know for her too, those are the times where you're like, well, hell yeah, that, that was tough. That was hard. People would have quit. People wouldn't have survived that. But instead, not only did we survive it and make it through, but we achieved way, way more. Those are the times where, you know, I know one day we'll look back at all this stuff and say, hell yeah. Like, yeah, it was tough. It was hard. People wouldn't have done it. We did it anyway. And, uh, and we achieved anyway. And, and that, honestly, if it's too easy, and, and it's something I, you know, in my life, I've went back to in my business life, not my entire life, but my business life, when things are too easy, just coming to you too easily and you're achieving too easily for, I very rarely had those times, but when we have had those times, I always think what's coming around the corner and you think more like it's almost more anxiety thinking about like something bad's going to happen. But when something bad happens, you go, fuck yeah, I'm going to crush that shit. I'm going to beat it. And then there's going to be good times around the corner. <laughs> and it's funny because those good times come around and then you're like, fuck this. Like the bad times are coming. I'm crush it, right? And I, I truly believe that is the sign of a, a successful business person and an athlete because it's not going to always be good times. There are ebbs and flows in life. Life does not stay static. Uh, there are bad times for everybody, no matter how good you are, whether you're, you know, Michael Jordan or Robert Oberst or in business, Eric and Aaron, there's always going to be ebbs and flows. There's going to be good times and bad times. It's truly the people that crush the bad times and survive the good times Versus the other way around, right? Yeah, right. And it's also it's led me to a place in my life where I, I, to the distress of many of my friends and family, I search out those hardships. I I don't want the easy path, and it, and it's I I can think of many times where it's bothered people. It's just you know. Once you uh, <laughs> once you uh, put on my video of me with the smoke coming up is hilarious. Once you uh, Good time. once you <laughs> it's how I go to sleep. Anyways, <laughs> once you once you find that um, that groove where something hard doesn't push you away, it makes you lean in. You just you, you just end up tackling so much more on a daily basis. You know, I got. I've got this, this, and this to get done, and this guy, I don't really want to talk to this guy, so that's it. That's who I'm calling first. That's that's what I'm going to do first. I'm going to make that sure, sure that goes well and all that kind of stuff. It's it's not only helped me, but I have a four-year-old son who just literally, he, he just follows right along with it now. So we'll have, like, he gets scared of, of this or that, or he doesn't want to do this homework, or he, he wants to... He, he he much would much rather play his guitar and, and beat the drums with me all day long, you know. So for for him, he knows when he gets up in the morning, he needs to, to eat the the green foods, he needs to do all that stuff to get daddy happy, he needs to go clean this and make sure this is done. And 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 when he's on his own, I'll I'll I've I've been like you know, the sneaky parent who stands around the corner listening. I've listened. He's only four, so it's not like I'm listening to a teenager on her phone. But I'm I'm gonna do that too. But but I'll listen to him. You know, like convince himself that the the closet's not scary, or like that that he can you know pick this thing up or whatever. And it's just it's 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 not just you who lives with your decisions. You know, you're whether you realize it or not, you're an example for other people. And and for me. 
I, I see it all the time. I, it's, it's, I would never give that up. I would never, even if I could go back and, and be born to a, a rich, you know, CEO and have all the money and, and all that stuff. I wouldn't, I, I would do it just the way I did it because I feel satisfied at the end of the day. I told you nah, there's something to be said, just like, like, you know, get, whether you're an athlete soldier, you don't sign up to, you know, not be deployed. You want to get, you want to go out to battle and stay with, you don't want to be sitting on the sidelines your whole career. I know there's, I've known people in my life that they're always like, oh, I'd love to be a backup punter because I'd collect the minimum. Fuck that. Yeah, no, there's no backup punter that's happy. There's not. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, sure. So, um, Robert, so being an entrepreneur, you, you have, you know, decided to pivot. You're still a strong man, still a competitive strong man, obviously. Still um, pretty. Still very pretty and very strong, but you've tried to pivot and become a business owner. Tell us about being an entrepreneur when you're also an athlete. Um, yeah, I've I've got my business, which is American Monster Productions. It's basically how I deal with taxes because you know I'm a. I, when you're a pirate, the government wants to take all your fucking money. So yeah, oh yeah, you know, I've got that. But as far as, as stuff like I'm passionate about and things I'm doing, I just I just signed up all the papers and things have been slowing down a lot with COVID. But I just filled out um for a for a it's blanking on the word for a nonprofit. I'm um, I'm starting. It's called it's called uh, Little Monsters, and it's it's basically my response to things that happened to me when I was growing up. I was. I, I'm not trying to brag, but I was a bad motherfucker on the football field, man. I was second team All-American, first team All-State out of California, which is, is just, it's pretty damn good. And uh, I didn't understand until it was too late that I needed to take the SATs. So I missed I missed going to college, uh, had to go to a junior college, had to fight to, to get um, enough credits to get into college after that. Ended up getting in trouble, kicked out of school, all kinds of other stuff. And, um, you know, it was just because I didn't have anyone in my life that was aware of, of, of the process of like the, the, when you fill out and get your, it's called a clearinghouse is something you have to like uh, fill out and be eligible for when you're going into college. It's just, there's different things. And, um, you know, I, I wanted to take an opportunity to kind of build a, a facility that would help kids from falling through the cracks. I, I felt like, you know, in, in, in my experience, it would have been really helpful to have somebody around that was just like, you know, hey, what, what are you doing? Are you returning? I had boxes and boxes full of letters from all these colleges that I just collected. I never filled them out and sent them back in, all the stuff. You're supposed to answer all these Q and A's. And I just collected the letters because I thought it was cool that all these colleges wanted me. And, um, you know, and it's, it's, it's partially that, but it's also a lot of the kids I, I, I go around and, and I always try and uh, step into like local high schools and, and check out what they're doing. Uh, a lot of these kids are, they're not properly trained and I'm not, I'm not looking to insult people. Most of the people who work with high school kids are doing it to, for little to, or no money whatsoever so it's not it's not their fault that they don't have the the guy from from the the jacksonville jaguars out there helping them you know so uh, what i want to do is i want to get a facility that that doesn't charge kids any money it doesn't require them to have any kind of 
uh, like f financial backing, anything. I don't, I don't want anything from them except to show up and to be respectful and listen. And I want to help them to keep their bodies healthy and safe and, and, and learn whether or not if they want to go to school and if, if they do, how to do it, you know, is there, is there a better way than, than, than the normal routes? You know, there's, there's so many schools out there. You learn when you're in college, there's, there's division one, division two, II, division three, NAIA, there's all these divisions and they all have scholarship money and they all have different requirements to get into them. And if, if your goal is to keep playing football, you can, you can still choose to do that. You gotta, you gotta do a certain number on your SATs for the most, for the most part, all you gotta do is get a 900, which is like, you get 500 points for spelling your fucking name right, you know? Right. So it's, it's, there's access and there's grants and there's a lot of things out there to help kids get their foot in the door, take the right step. And I just want to be there to help facilitate that, make sure they don't slide through the cracks. Uh, Robert, do you think, do you think if you would have had that? Health, <laughs> what? If you think you, if you didn't have that coronavirus, <laughs> if you had that health for yourself, do you think you'd be playing in the NFL now or you would have played in the NFL? Oh man, it's always, you know, he could have, should have, all that shit. Um, is what it is, man. I, 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 you just sound like an asshole when you're like, oh, I would have done this. And who knows? Who knows? I could have, I, I could have switched to quarterback and, and been better than Brett Favre. Or I, I could have, <laughs> you know, who the fuck knows? I, I feel I was damn good. And, uh, it was obvious that I was good enough to continue playing and, uh, you know, where that would have ended up. I mean, I when when I was in high school, I I kind of decided I wanted to go to Nebraska. They had a great offensive line program. It's not – it wasn't – it was right before they actually won the national championship as well. And, you know, at that time, it was like four, four of the far, starting five linemen each, each senior year had uh, for the last – like three or four classes, they'd all been drafted. So it was it was a great offensive line school. It's like going to Wisconsin, you know. It's Nebraska was a good spot, and it, and it could or couldn't have happened. Who knows? I would have got that first day and blown my fucking knee out. So you know, we can live in the what ifs, and I I did for a long fucking time, man. For for so long, I had that like, oh, you fucked up feeling, and you know, I had to deal with that, and that's kind of what got me to do strongman, which is. I, I I jumped in this with the idea that I was just not going to fail. Like there was, there's no fucking person in this world who can tell me I can't do this. And I don't need, I don't need permission. I don't need scores. I don't need uh, 10 other guys on the field to do it with me. All I got to do is be able to pick up the weight and talk some shit enough for someone to pay attention. That's, that's, that's going to get done. Yeah. Yeah, well, um, I'm glad you did what you did because it, it led us all to here, right? And that's what I always think in my life. You know, I had lots of things that were bad, many, many things that were very bad. But ultimately, those bad things led us to right here at this very moment. And so it's hard to ever say, well, I wish it would have been that or the other thing. Because if if those things would have happened or if things wouldn't have happened, right, it wouldn't have led to where we're at now. And and ultimately, this is something that I'm happy about. I'm, I'm, couldn't imagine a better reality than where I'm at right this very moment. And so I wouldn't want to, you know, chance that. I would never say, oh, I wish it would have, this would have happened because then who the fuck knows? You don't know what's going to happen yeah. in life. Yeah. Like you said, 
you could have you could have done that. You could have went to college. You could have went to whatever school, and then you could have went to the NFL, and you could have been injured immediately, and then you'd be lost. Right? Nobody knows what the future, but we do know what's happening now. And hopefully, if you made the right decisions along the way and did your work, you didn't quit. You tried your hardest. You're going to be in a position where you're happy where you're at. You wouldn't want to trade for uncertainty, right? Right. And it's it's every every guy you talk to. I'm over exaggerating. A lot of guys you talk to, they've all got that I got fucked story, you know, like, oh, I was gonna be the man and then this happened. And this is that's that's their I got fucked story, and that's why I'm a loser. And I just never wanted to be that guy. Shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got fucked. Now I'm a loser. <laughs> that might not be a popular shirt. Maybe do something else like like, I'm a winner or something, man. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I fucked the prom queen. Now I'm the winner. That's, the, that's a that's a winner. Yeah. So you know, you always see those guys, and I just I never was gonna be that. I never. I don't care what I was pursuing and what was going on. Like I spoke about earlier, that when you bust your ass and you feel like you put yourself in the right place, at the end of the day, you have that satisfaction. I needed that. And I knew if I just kept doing that, I, I'm going to be whatever I need to be, whatever, whatever I'm created for, whatever I'm here to do, all of that, like, comes together when, when I work hard, when, when I bust my ass, when, when I'm considerate of other people and when, when I try to be the best I can. And it sounds, it sounds like, you know, like a sermon but it's fucking true. It's it's the truth. Whether whether you believe in God or don't, and whether you believe we were created or not, we all know how good it feels to just bust your ass to the point where you just lay out on the disgusting gym floor, dripping sweat, and just feeling like you know you fucking owned it. We all know how good that feels. And and to me, that's that's the that's the biggest thing in life is is make sure you keep chasing that feeling and being your best. That's one of my best pictures right there, man. Look how fucking shredded I am. <laughs> so, Robert, before we go into the rapid fire, we the, we always end the show with the uh, get to know, in this case, Robert Oberst, uh, the get to know portion where we do a rapid fire question. I'd like to play a video. I want to show you a cool video and you tell me what you think of this video, okay? Johnny, I hope you're ready. Hit the video. Representing the United States, Robert Oberst. I guess that's that. That's a surprise for some people watching. Maybe not for you, Robert. I'm not quite so surprised. I think it, it's about damn time such a such a strong American company like this is paired up with the American Monster, man. I, I think it's just a match made in heaven. I think so too, man. I, we both think so too. We're very yeah. excited to have you on the team. We saved it to the last video to to before the rapid the rapid get to know Robert questions. You know, the truth is that this is uh, a long time in the coming. You know, we've 
seeing you. We've I've, I personally have watched your your you know your from from the very beginning when you came here, strongman, to where you're at today, and uh, and the impact you've made into the sport, but also in impact you made into the the media and the the kind of the mind of fitness. And um, you know we appreciate what you've done. We've seen the the impact, and we're excited to partner with you. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's kind of one of those little bit serendipitous, I guess, too, because I was at 2017. I think you and I and Dallas all kind of had breakfast together. You were this when you'd lost like a lot of a lot of weight. I think you've done a keto diet and gotten down, mm -hmm. you know, where you got pretty lean, actually, for a strongman. I remember like all of us kind of connected then for the first time. And just one of those things is, I don't know, for me, I'm sure for Aaron, too, there, there's these moments in this company history where we always get a chance to even carry on Dallas's legacy somewhat. And it's like, you know, I think there's people kind of our filter too is people that yeah would align with like his work ethic and had connections with them. So yeah, it's a real cool thing to now kind of push the beds together on this. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think it's cool. It's you know, it's so easy to fall in line with the machine nowadays. It's where everybody wants to say the same thing, everybody wants to do the same thing, and everybody wants to pretend that we all feel the same about it on the inside. And, you know, like, that's one of the things I admired about Dallas the most is, like, if if you ever had an issue, like, you you never had to wonder how he felt. Like, he would, he would be the motherfucker to say it, you know? And I, I just, I respect the hell out of that, man. And I feel like you guys, the way you guys run your company, it's, we're not, we're not 2020, let's get scared to be canceled. We're, we're proudly American and and not not just not just the American thing. In in a in a time where fitness has become kind of like popcorn, like you know, poppy hip hop type of shit. We're you know, we're one of the only ones that are still down to get down and show that the work is what it takes. And you, you guys have surrounded yourself with athletes that are, you know they they just bust their ass and they are letting the work show what it is that 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 can be possible rather than you know just using like the right hashtags and trends and stuff and and trying to to get like all the teeny boppers on on game which hey, who who's nobody's against teeny boppers i'm just saying like a little bit of old school grit never hurt anybody and i, I feel like you guys really show that yeah yeah well that's that's certainly by design on purpose and I like your shirt in this uh, picture. History started in uh, 1776. Yes, we do agree with that. It's important. All of this is very important to us. And to be honest, we, I mean, Eric talked a lot about the fact that internationally Redcon 1 is so popular. I mean, one of the weird things is that Iraq was one of our uh, several, uh, three or four customers in Iraq was one of our biggest customers this, this uh, month where it's like, you know, I never would have, we never would have thought that Red Cone would have translated to all these other countries. We're in Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. I mean, we're big there. We're, we're like growing in these places because regardless of you like America or not, or whatever you believe in, whatever, you, you, you understand the patriotic portion of the brand. And whether that you translate that into your own country or our country or whatever, it, it's very interesting that it's gotten so popular everywhere because that's what you, your shirt there shows you the values for the, for the brand and and uh and you, you explained it very well a lot of people are not into hard work they're not into grinding mm -hmm. it out they're not into you know it takes a while you have to do good by other people you're not they're not into you know you know the golden rule right they're not into that stuff right, right? no that, like, to me that's uh 
Instagram era, Robert. I need to. I need yeah. likes, right? And that's not that's not what this country is built on, and it's bullshit. And ultimately, that's not important in in the world in life. Right. And to me, that's that's what the American dream is. That's that's what the, the we were sold on when we came over here. That's what we were sold on when people continue to to flee here as in numbers as, as many as they possibly can. I, what we are, are is we're the only country left that you can show up and have nothing and you can bust your ass and you can be just as big, just as powerful, just as important as anybody else. We are the one and only country like that. And that's why a lot of people, it's it's so common online right now for people to say, oh, the, the, uh, the rest of the world hates America or the rest of the world this and that. They, they all feel like we're handling the coronavirus wrong and everyone this and that. I, I talk to people from all around the world all the time. I travel all the time. I've, I've been overseas more times than I can fucking remember. And people love me. People love the fact that I'm a big, hairy American and that I'm proud. People love, people love America. Like if you, I mean, look at, look at what's happening in Hong Kong. You've got people out there and hundreds of thousands of people all waving their American flag. They're saying they want a chance to be free. They want a chance to actually have their God-given right to have potential to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We're the last stand for that. And I, and I think not being proud of that in this day and age, it's, it's really bad. It's, it, I'm not going to say like I, you're, you're trash or whatever, but you should be fucking proud of the fact that we're the last stand. We're the last ones that, that hold up for freedom. And we're the last spot that people can change who they are. Unfortunately, unfortunately, Robert, a lot of people haven't been to other countries don't know what's going on out there in the rest of the world. You know, I've had the good for both Eric and I have had the good fortune to go a lot of other places. You know, we went from the Middle East. Me and Eric went to Kuwait and a lot of other Dubai, and you know, I've been all over the Middle East and Asia, and we've been uh, I've been to India many times, and you you get to see the rest of the world, and you realize how lucky you are. So I love I, we went to the Netherlands. Not, I mean, it's been a while now. It's been over a year now. Been everywhere. We've been we've been a lot of places last year. Nineteen. Not so many places this year, but we've been to a lot of places. <laughs> And working back this year, yeah, we've been like to the gym to work. It's back, but but like last year, we've been went to a lot. Many other years, we've been to a lot of places. And as much as I love the Netherlands, as much as I've loved Sweden, I've loved all the, all the other countries. I've loved England, of course, I love England. And but you, you go back, no matter where you go, whether it's India, where it's like Mars basically compared to here, or England, which is very similar in a lot of ways, but very different in other ways. You come back here and you're like. Hell yeah, thank God. Right. I never have in my entire life, and I've been to enough countries to fill up hat, literally multiple passports, that I never come back and go, well, I wish I would have lived in that country. I, would, I, I, I can't believe yeah, I, I wasn't born. <laughs> no, I've never wanted They're considered moving. I never thought about it because no country is like America. And it's very easy for somebody who's only been to America, never been in any other country to say, oh, well, this one or that one, or this is not so, so great, or I wish it was this or the other thing. But this is a very unique place, and you should be grateful to live here, grateful to be uh, – I mean, look, you, we live not only in the, the best country in the world, but we also live in the best time in history. You, you could say right now is terrible, right? Coronavirus, you know, obviously political discord and all this other bad stuff that could be happening right now, depending on what you think or where you live in America. Um, but, you know, 
there is no other time. So if you were born in the in the 1600s in the Middle Ages, I mean, like you're dying left and right. Oh, people die. You're dying for. You live a 30 year old. Yeah, you're, you're you're getting killed all left and right. People are dying for all kinds of stuff, let alone a pandemic. Plagues. The, One know, of the main causes of death for everything. People are getting killed and murdered and raped for anything and everything all over all over the world, and. Um, Compared to now, I mean, even childbirth is like, you know, you're 50 oh, yeah. 50 in childbirth in the, in the 1800s, let alone, I don't even know the numbers in the 1600s. But I mean, this is a, the world is a very dangerous place. And right now, you know, the chances of being murdered in America are like one in a thousand or one in 10,000, one in a hundred thousand. I don't know who knows what it is right now at this moment, but it's crazy. The chances of being murdered are almost nil here. Coronavirus is one in what, one in. 10,000 or something, yeah, 100,000? I mean, like, come on, give me a break. Yeah. And it's it's funny when you look back at I History was my subject. It's, a, it's what I loved the most, the only subject that mattered to me in school. And so you look back, and for over 100 years, the most common reason for death was dysentery. That means people were literally shitting themselves until they died. That's what that means. <laughs> And, and, and yeah, you can look back and, and you can say there's this and that, but just look now, look right now, right now, the poverty line in America, I believe it's at, it's at 32,000 or 40 or, or 24,000 dollars a year. It's, it's either 32 or 24. And you take that and compare it to anywhere else. I mean, there's, there's people out there that are, that the a vast majority of them are living off less than $5 a month. You're not, you're not, you're not starving to death in America now. There's always a place to eat food. You're not starving to death. How many people starve right. to death in America? No one. And it's not perfect. And and it's it's not like uh, like we all feel like there's no room for growth. I just think that for us to actually grow in the right direction, you've got to look at it with uh, without the blinders that that the media gives you, without the blinders that a lot of these schools will put on kids that. They don't teach you about real history. They teach you a few little things. And then they they basically, I know everyone's been saying this word and it drives me nuts, but they indoctrinate you. They basically wanna, they wanna get you on their side so they don't show you both sides. And, and if, if we all just came with it from the understanding that those words written in, on July 3rd, 1776, those words, they're immaculate. They're fucking immaculate. When you look at them, it, it's it's such a beautiful piece of of work and it's so strong and so powerful that you go in ahead in time you know 50 100 years and you got frederick douglas who's saying you know what we're not holding up to these words we're not we're not keeping our constitution um we're not actually using the constitution the way that it was written and it's not it's not including these people it's not doing it right and and every time and you have to inevitably look back and be like damn you know like this this does say we're all created equal this does say you all have the right to speak your mind it does have all that and and it's always been the people who were smart enough to realize that the constitution that's our cornerstone and it's it's fucking immaculate and and if you can realize that and utilize it your 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 direction in this country is just there's there's no losing there's no losing uh robert so we have to go to the rapid fire because we got a lot of really good questions for you i want to start off and let eric do the next one i'm gonna do the most 
well, maybe the most important one for the rapid fire. Um, because we could do politics all day, trust me. We could do it all. Yeah. We could do it literally all day. But the really important question that people want to know is can you take a shit on an airplane? Um, it on a smaller airplane, not a big, not like a monster. You're going across to Germany. What, what if you're going like from here to Dulles or something and it's like a 727? Can you use the bathroom? I, I can pee. I've had it, I've had it to where I had to keep the door open to take a piss. And I just kind of like kept my arm there and was waving it to make sure people knew. And, uh, you know, the little ones, there's no way I'm sitting down in there. No way. I heard this story. I met Roddy Piper um, two weeks about, maybe a little bit more before he passed. And I hung out with him. We got to watch a baseball game, talk with him and hang out. He's such a cool fucking guy. And uh, I was wearing an Andre the Giant shirt. And he went and told me this story about Andre, about how when they would fly, when Andre would have to take a shit, they would just put down a tarp in first class and he would lean out like his ass and over the tarp and Roddy would hold his arms while he shat all over the tarp and then they just roll it up and stick it in one of the spots until they landed and take it down. Luckily, I haven't had to do that yet. So I'm not traveling with you in a tarp, by the way, so. <laughs> no. So. I'm going to run you through some of these rapid fire. Um, we're going to go quick. Is you know, just kind of whatever comes to your mind. You know, we're not censored here, so it doesn't fucking matter. So, uh, hardest article of clothing for you to buy? Pants, probably pants. Pants? We just don't wear pants then. Um, I don't really wear much, but, you know, I got, <laughs> I got some really nice boots from Texas. My girl worked at a boot shop, so I, I got to wear pants with them, you know? <laughs> had to get yourself some Lucchese's. I do. I got, I got some some uh, rattlesnake Lucchese's and some gator one. They're fucking sick. <laughs> so sick. You'll fit in around here. You're good. Um, mm -hmm. What do you put in your beard to make it look so good? Nothing. I think Nothing. It's bacon grease or some shit. <laughs> I do. Um, on occasion, I'll use like a beard butter. But like beard butter is hard to find. I don't know. I think it's just because the name people feel weirded out. But oil, I'm I'm already greasy and I sweat all day. So just so like down, just just grease it in there. Greasy. I just take the there we go. The oil of Obi. <laughs> you should get those guys from Maestro's to uh, sponsor you. They got uh, beard butter. Um, that's Maestro's beard butter is basically what I use. I, they sell it at Target. Yeah, same same thing I use. All right, so window or aisle seat in the plane? If it's in first class, it don't matter. But uh, I, an aisle seat in coach is fucking shit show. Like it's it's so horrible. I don't. It's, um, but window in in coach doesn't work at all. Not even. I won't fit in the seat. Were you on that flight with me to Birmingham with Kai, Rob, Dana? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because you were, I was a row behind you on the opposite side. I think you were sitting next to Rob and Dana, right? Yeah, we were all crammed in there, yeah. It was brutal. And Rob's not a little guy, and Dana's got shoulders too, you know? So, like, it was not It was not an easy flight. Yeah, there were those four, two rows on both sides that were packed. And I had some little old uh, British man going home next to me, and he was like, 
what are all you people doing on the plane? <laughs> you people? Yeah. yeah. I had a guy behind me opened up fish like three times during the flight. Oh, Smelled like worst. outside the strip club. <laughs> I had a guy. Uh, I had a guy. That's a good one. I had a guy in Dubai who freaked out before we left coming back and he refused to go on the flight. He like flipped out and he's like, he kept looking at me. He's like, I'm sorry. I'm not mad at you. I just can't do this. And I was, it's a 16 hour flight. And he was like berating the little lady who was like, you know, just a stewardess. Or they don't call him stewardess anymore, right? I don't think you're allowed to. The flight attendant, flight yeah. attendant. So he was like berating the flight attendant. Like, I can't sit next to this fucking guy for 16 hours. And then, then he got off the plane and I had two empty seats next to me. So I was stoked. Your plan worked. Yeah, yeah. So how many toilets have you broken in your lifetime? Fuck, probably between like 10 and 15, something like that. <laughs> so before you, it's, it's, you give it like a little bit of like a pressure test with your hand to see if it's going to hold? Yeah, I mean, I have my own. I, I don't, I'm not really like a social shitter. <laughs> so, you know, I'm a, I'm, I'm usually at home base when that happens, so I'm set. But, you know, if it's if it's anywhere else, I'll make sure I, I uh, sit down gingerly. Are you worried? Are you worried about like what's gonna, like the the ramifications of the of the social shitting, or is it because <laughs> just in general? Um, I just I don't. I mean, you, you don't tend to have a good time when you're in the bathroom for a while, especially public ones. You know, it's like it's 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 something I'd much rather get done at home. But, um, you know, like when you're in the airport and it happens and stuff, it is what it is. I've also, I've had, I, for some reason, I don't, I don't know why this is, but people feel extremely comfortable with me. And I, I do understand, like, like I'm, I'm a goofy guy and, and I, I'm, I, I like people and I like to be nice. So, you know, that has a lot to do with it. But I've, I've had a lot of instances where people follow me into the bathroom and it's like, you know, I mean, I, I Literally, there's a truck stop. My my, what I consider home, or like at least one of the places I love the most, is Santa Cruz, Santa Cruz, California. And there's a truck stop on the drive-in from San Jose where the airport is, and it's like, like probably three out of every five times I've been there, somebody has followed me into the bathroom at the truck stop. I mean, like like literally followed me in and talked to me like without having anything to do in there, anything like that. And it's, uh, you know, it's always, it's always like, you know, you know it's one of those things you got to watch out. Plus the scariest movie of my childhood was Candyman. I've so heard it was a long, like they stomp under the, the thing to you. It's <laughs> you know, like, oh, yeah. And then don't do don't don't reciprocate. Yeah, you shouldn't That's put that you make out there for tips. truck stop hookups. You think he pushes not Robert put not wrong? I did. Oh, you did. Oh, everybody oh, thinks no. that I'm a I'm a truck driver. Anyways, they're like you're some jacked up truck driver. They follow me in. So. You look like you're from the movie Over the Top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm okay. actually I was friends with one of the guy the the main guy at the beginning that that wrestles him in the competition. I can't remember his fucking name. He trains at Venice Gold Gym, and uh, he. He's uh, always in there, yeah. Oh, well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, if they do a remake, you're 100% you in, in, you're in that shit. I'm in. I'm in. Or if they remake Bloodsport, you got to be the Ray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. He yes. Knows. 
Or raising Arizona. I'll, I'll be the bad guy in that. Raising Arizona. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah. Go. Revenge, <laughs> yes. Revenge of the Nerds. That guy's awesome. Ogre? Yeah. Oh. You, you'd be the best ogre. Oh, my God. So what was the craziest shit that you saw as a bouncer? Fuck. Um, a lot, man. I bounced for a long time. It's, I bounced, you know, we had a, a small concert venue. It was also a bar. And uh, we used to see some wild shit, man. We had Hells Angels parties and we had big rap groups and we had just fucking just savage shit, wild shit. And uh, um, I don't know if it's the worst one, but one of the most like memorable ones, we had a we had a rap group that was there. And uh, the show was packed. I was in the front, you know, front and center, like kind of by the little, they had a little waist high cage keeping people from the stage. And I'm um, standing up front and I'm watching and there's like, it's in Santa Cruz. So you're going to have everything between like Nortes and Sorenos and you know, like all the different gangs and all that stuff there. But you're also going to have like wealthy kids that are there as well. So um, I'm standing front row. And I'm watching the group, uh, and I, I'm not sure what gang they were affiliated with, but they were obviously clicked up. And um, they're in the front, and they're getting crazy. And I see them start to fuck with this this kid, this this probably 16-year-old kid standing there with his girlfriend. And he's got his arms around her, and they're listening to, like, like crazy rap, but they, like, got smiles on their face, you know? And... Um, you know, I see him fucking with him, and uh, he turns around and he says something, and then it it, it kind of dissipates. And so, like, I was like, all right, you know, maybe it won't be anything. I turned and said something to somebody, you know, about how watching this area. And as soon as I turn back, I see uh, one of the guys arguing with his girlfriend. And so then he reaches out and he like flicks her face with the back of his hand. And, and I was, uh, like, that's that's fucking it. Like, it, there's definitely something gonna happen. And then the 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 kid with his girl, you know, lets go of her, and he just swings. This dude was, I don't know, like six two, you know, upper two sixties, two seventies, pretty solid, and uh, covered in tattoos, teardrops all over his face, and he decks this guy in the face. And then it goes fucking wild. Like 14 people are all going after this, this kid. So I run up over there and I'm reaching over the fence, trying to get this kid with me, like trying to pull him over the fence. And what ends up happening is I'm, I'm kind of fucking holding him while they're wailing on him. So I'm, so I'm like, fuck it. Like it's, 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 it's time for like, for me to just like shut this whole fucking thing down. So I let go of the kid and I start swinging and I fucking, I put a couple of them down. And then the main, the main guy that was having the issue with them, he stepped up to hit the kid and I, I swung, but like I barely nicked his eyebrow with my knuckle on my pinky. Like it just went across his eyebrow from like here to here. And I remember watching him stare at me as I did it. And then this flap folds down over his eye. So like his fucking eye disappeared. And then he starts to freak out, right? And I, mean, I, I put two more on him just, just for good measure. And um, he's blacked out on the floor. And I pick him up. And at this time, I got so much fucking adrenaline. I think I grabbed him with one arm. 
pull him up over the fence. I got people separated. Two other bouncers are there clearing people out. A buddy of mine who's basically built just like me, played junior college ball with me. He's with me taking this kid out. Not not kid, taking uh, this like grown ass fucking gangster out. We get him to side stage and he's we lay him on the floor. He's blacked out. His eyes still covered and he's just laying there. And my buddy Evan, he grabs him by his shirt, pulls him up and just fucking slaps him. Just full on. Like the guy's built just like me. Meat hook just whack. And the guy opens his one eye and he looks at him and, and Evan goes, get the fuck out of my bar. And the guy like just all of a sudden became super like studious, you know? He was like, yes, sir. I'm sorry, sir. <laughs> Got right up, walked out the back and the, the whole way out there, he was like just apologizing so much. And I don't know if he thought we were going to get physical with him outside or if he was just, you know, apologizing because he felt bad or whatever. But you know that that one was that one was a little wild. Uh, that's that's not even close to the wildest. It's just uh, memorable. We had a lot of that, man. I bounced for a long time. Filleted someone's head, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I have, I have a, we have a, a few questions in a row, and then we got to get to the uh, question and answer and and uh, call this thing a day. But any unique talents other than swing dancing that you have? Um, I used the lockdown to learn guitar. So I've been picking at a guitar and practicing and stuff. And I even, while we were on hold, I'd sit here and I'll practice with this thing, you know. So just sit here and pick at it. Um, well, can you? Yeah, come on, you can. Well, you pulled it out. Come on. Let's oh, see you it. wanna? You wanna hear smoke on the water? Sure. <laughs> so. <laughs> Not no. super talented, but I'm working on it. I played piano as a kid, and, um, you know, I grew up – my family did whatever we could that they found, like, connections with that was free. So, like, I did gymnastics. I played ice hockey. Uh, I, I actually competed in figure skating. My sisters were figure skaters that were really good, and I, and I was forced to compete with them a couple times because they needed a male partner. And um, you know, I was I was a big hockey buff. I played hockey for a long, long time, and I loved it. I fucking hated figure skating, but you know, it is what it is. You got to help your sisters out. And um, you know, I, I, I other than that, you know, I mean, uh, I like to write and that kind of stuff. But you know, it's pretty much straightforward. So um, any TV? So I I'm a big Eric and me both, but, but really me. It's a big fan of TV shows. I, I love movies and I've always loved movies, but TV shows have, have more recently been my thing uh, because there's so many great TV shows. And what's the most recent show or what would you recommend people check out? Um, there's, a, there's a show that just got put on, I believe it just got put on Netflix. It was on regular TV originally. It's called Kingdom and it's an MMA show. It's really good. It's got the 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 guy from purge part two and part three, the main guy, the, the guy whose kid gets murdered and he goes to avenge him, you know, the main, the main dude, he's like the dad of this MMA family. It, I believe it's called kingdom. It's no, not that one. It's, that uh, one. It's, 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 it's got Nick Jonas in it and, um, it's really, really good. It's, you know, it's, it's like got good drama and comedy, everything. Um, my, my classic stuff. I still like Seinfeld and Frasier, even though I'm really, really dating myself. But I, I recently during the lockdown, I gave Parks and Rec 
uh, a chance. And now, I mean, it's weird watching like the whole season and the whole, like all the episodes of like, there's always all these references. The main character loves Joe Biden. She loves Hillary Clinton. And like, she talks about him constantly. So it kind of rubs me the wrong way a little bit, but you know, like the, the main, the main male character that the, I believe his name is Stu or Ryan or Ron, Ron, I think the guy's a libertarian, the mustache guy who's, become really famous, you know, the, the bacon libertarian guy. And so that that's actually Ron a fun Swanson. show. Ron Swanson, there you go. Ron Swanson, yeah. So, I mean, I, I like that stuff. Um, most of my, my stuff I watch is like YouTube, especially lately. Like uh, it's, it's always, it feels like if you're not constantly watching something like up to date on what's going on, you're missing out so much, I mean, I mean, just just yesterday, there was probably like forty national newsworthy things happening that you probably didn't hear any of them except for maybe one. So, <laughs> I'm I'm usually stressing myself the fuck out and watching that shit when I'm on TV. Yeah. So, if you could have any superpower, what would it be? Hmm. I know Eric's oh. visibility. Go to the girls' locker room. Women's locker room. Yeah. yeah. Huh. You'd want to see through close. Is that what you said? No, invisibility. He can go in there, so he can like be like one of the lockers. Uh huh. But then you're gonna hear him farting all that shit. It's really probably yeah. not the best. Yeah, I'll be <laughs> I'm just joking. I don't know. For me, I would say, um, like, I don't know. Could you just say you want Superman's powers? Because Superman had flight, strength. He could lot. reverse time. He could fly backwards and make the world reverse time. So, like, that, that's pretty all-encompassing. If you got to pick just one, though, I think I would pick, uh, I don't know, time time travel or flying. I think we're going to time... Superman suit when he comes here. Oh, yeah. He'd be good. We, we get, like, a, like a, a large size. And just make it squeeze him like a sausage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> squeeze him like a sausage. I don't think suit that would fit him, honestly. That's like, the point. We'll have to edit it. We'll have to like, yeah, cut it up, the back part of it open. There he is. There's Robert. I was super I was Superman for Halloween last year. So Did you get into a Superman suit? Yeah. Or yeah. I was Superman and my son was uh Batman. And I don't bother looking. I already took it off the internet. I, I went through recently <laughs> and took all of uh all of my stuff with my son. I took it down just because this year, people started getting mad about a lot of stuff, and I didn't want that to have anything to do with anything, you know. I so I, I, uh, I, I you could take my word for it. I was Superman. So if you can give, you can give. There he is. Oh, is that is that is that yours? That's Robert. No, that's, that's Robert. Yeah, he was Robert was Superman. That's, that's so. not a son. That's for sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so Robert, if you can give one suggestion, who to follow on Instagram? Who would you suggest people out there follow that they may not know? I mean, obviously, not somebody that. That we all know. Don't say Brian or, or somebody that people would know. Who should they follow? They may not know. Um, it depends. It depends on what they're looking for. If if you're looking for just like crazy cool shit, for me, I love the page Nature is Metal. Nature is Metal is a great follow. They just show you real life things that happen in nature, and it's just. You know, it's it's the ultimate uh, channel to show you that you should respect everything out there. And then, you know, if if they're looking to 
get a little fuel to their fire, you could follow Donald Trump Jr. And if you're looking, if you're looking for uh, information, uh, Tim Pool he doesn't post a lot on on Instagram, but Tim Pool is if you follow him on Twitter and follow him on YouTube, it's oh my God, he, he he's very good at collecting information and showing you both sides and just really really making sure that you understand what you're talking about. Yeah, Tim Pool is I, I think he's 2020 newsman of the year, you know. I don't follow him, so I'll check I'll check him out. I'll definitely check him out. His uh, YouTube page is, is the shit. His YouTube page and his Twitter. We will, we will definitely check that out. So, Robert, before we go, we like to do some Q&A. If there's anything, I know uh, Ryan, for Robert? Ryan is looking for stuff right now. We've had a lot of questions throughout the show. And uh, usually we wait till around this time to do a few. We don't pick a lot, but we pick a few really good questions. But uh, first off, before Ryan gets to the, the, the best of the best, Thank you for being on the show. We appreciate having you on the show. And, and even more importantly, we appreciate having you on the team. Because uh, we're very selective um, uh, who comes on the team, especially right now, more, more than ever, honestly, more than ever, we're selective. Johnny, you got to put him on the toilet when I'm telling you how selective he is? <laughs> I'm like, we're still selective. He shows a picture of you on the toilet. So, well, at least so, you're like us. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah. Let me put some pictures. Honestly, I think the fact that I'm willing to laugh at myself and and we're under a magnifying glass. And when you lift weights competitively, it's kind of exposing yourself in such such an extreme way. You're you're being cheered on or cheered against, and everyone's there. They're all gonna know. There's no hiding under the weight. And so for me to be able to do that and still laugh at myself, to not be too serious, to I don't have like a persona that I have to hold on to. Like I can I can do a stupid dance video. I could, you know, I could I can make fun of other people and I can be dead serious. That's all in my character. So, you know, I, I think that just me being comfortable with myself goes right along with what you guys do. And, and we, we 100 percent agree with that because that's very important to us. And yes, the being able to laugh at yourself and not being serious is very much part of Redcon One and, and who we are as a company, as people. Is you can't think you're too big a deal or too serious to joke around with. It, it's, it, that is a very important part. And Eric, myself, all the people here, we know supplements and you know all this stuff working out is not a serious business. You know what I mean? And if you can't joke around about what we do and have fun, then you're in the wrong business and, uh, right. and somebody like that on the team. So that was a very big part with the, with the addition to the fact that you fit all the other roles or the pieces of the puzzle for us. It was a very easy decision uh, to talk to you and get you on the team. Uh, not to mention, of course, you've taken the supplements, like the supplements, like the products we make. So it was very easy to decide for us that uh, you would fit in very, very well. Nice. Well, I'm glad you guys chose me, man. I'm happy to be on the team. Ryan, you got some questions or? Yeah, yeah two, no, I've got two, two for you. Two good questions. Go ahead, Eric. So how was it working on Strongest Man in History with all the guys? So I guess I would probably take that question is probably wondering about the, the camaraderie between the four of you. Um, with the four of us, we were legit, man. The, the four of us had each other's back. We, we always made sure that we had um, kind of, it was kind of like our own little union. We would all make sure that we all had time to eat, time to train. If one of the guys had an issue with something, then all of us had an issue with something. So it was cool having that situation, 
but then also us being so competitive that we could turn on immediately as soon as the weights come out as soon as the event was ready it wasn't like like oh we got to make sure this guy looks good in this event no because i want to beat everybody's ass so it was it was a nice combination of um you know having each other's back but also trying to put each other's face in the dirt right understandable like being brothers Pretty much, pretty much. Exactly. I know they worked. They worked with each other. I mean, I, I heard from Brian right about how you guys were a team. I want to know from over. Oh, Terry. oh, does he Terry Hewen? Terry Hewen from SEAL Team Six, former SEAL Team Six operator, Gold Squadron, also leader of the Red Cone Outdoors section of the website and uh, and of the business. He wants to know: Does he? I want to know: Does he hunt? Uh, if he does not want to, what do you mean? I want to know if Robert. Wants so he to wants to know: Do you hunt, Robert? And and if not, would you want to? Uh, I I have hunted. I don't do it as often as I'd want. I just haven't had a lot of opportunities to. But I do. I do want to do it every chance I get. Whenever anyone offers, I'm always all about it. Um, you know, we in Texas, we got a few chances, and I was hoping this year. You know, I don't know what it's going to be like this season, but. Um, Reaching out to as many people as I can to see if I could jump on with them. So, so this, this may be a great opportunity for Robert and a great opportunity for some content for Red Cat One. Would you like to go hunting from a helicopter with you and Adam Shear with like a mini gun from a helicopter killing boars? Would that be interesting to you? Hell yeah. Is that of uh, in Waco? Uh, yeah, that yeah, is in Waco. Yeah. It's in Waco. You know about yeah, that. Yeah, my, my buddy, uh, my buddy Ho- Hoist Gracie went out there and and showed me it, and he was just showing me the videos and everything, and he was so fucking excited. He said it was a blast. Oh, yeah, man. for sure, for sure. Crazy. I, we've never done it. We want to do it as, like, a uh, team-building thing um, because, obviously, like, out there, boards are a problem, right? It's a, it's a, They're a menace, so they need to get rid of them because of that. And so, yeah, you can right. go up there in a helicopter with, with a minigun and, you know, with uh, um, thermal imaging. Yeah, nice. Like, blow, blow them away. <laughs> yeah. And and, uh, we, actually, we actually went uh a buddy of mine runs a, a a couple different plots of land out there in waco and when i was living in uh new Braunfels, we went out and a lot of people don't like this but we uh we went hunting uh with knives and we used dogs to catch them and, and hunt it with knives and his um his company collects tails and gets paid because there's such a big issue with so many pigs out there. And, um, you know, a lot, a lot of people do have an issue with doing that. And I, for me, it, the way that it was explained to me is it's actually, you know, a lot, it's a lot quicker of a death. It's, it's in it. I, it can be this and it can be that. The truth is, is for me, I just wanted to know that given that situation, if I was ever like at a place where I had to survive like this, I could. And so for me, that's what I did it for. And I was honestly, it was fucking one of the craziest experiences in my life. So, so I'm, I'm glad I did it. So I did, I did the same <laughs> thing, I did the same thing with uh, Brian Dobson and in, uh, in Texas. And we went out with his dog. We did that with knives mm-hmm. and stuff. Uh, with my old boss, my, my last boss, you know, many years with Dave Palumbo. We went out there and uh and I got every year like you're gonna be the one that kills the, the first one. And I had my knife and everything went out there and I with was, a blade that big. Yeah, dude, I was very nervous. I gotta be honest, I was very nervous. 
And I was very happy that we did not actually get a pig. We did not get one. The whole, it was hours and hours long. And like, the, I mean, it was like, I came back and I was covered head to toe in mud. And I mean, it was ridiculous. But I was, yeah. as, as we were waiting, they're like, oh, here comes one. The dogs ran out and stuff. I'm like, please God, no. Please God, no. <laughs> and because uh, I would have had to do it. There's no choice but to do it. With with Brian Dobson and Plumbo and video cameras and I had no choice, and uh, and it didn't happen. Did you actually jump on one of these guys and get them? Yeah, I cleaned out five or six and a uh, couple, couple yeah. big boys. Man, you gotta you go in there and it's just you and, and the pit. The pit's got them down and you go in and if for me it was me by myself. I'd grab the back legs, pull them out from because they're always trying to hide in the bush. You pull them out of the bush, and then you want to stick it in between ribs. You you don't want it to suffer. You want it to be over quickly, so you go, you stab it in between the ribs and, and pierce the ventricles, the heart. Well, and, also, uh, it can hurt you. It can hurt you. It can kill you. That too. But it's, what's crazy is, like, they give you a knife, and the blade is, like, just a couple inches. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, it's to pick my teeth? And he's like, no, nah, it's so you don't hurt the dog. Yeah. This is scary. And, and Brian, for when I went, the, their dogs had died a lot. It wasn't like it wasn't like the dogs were out of danger. The dogs were more dangerous than you. Yeah. And and with us, they had vests on. They had like Kevlar vests. Yes, yeah, so we did we did too, but they get they get this what we're seeing in the video is obviously way less dangerous because you're about uh, hundreds or maybe a thousand feet away from it with a with a rifle. And that's a whole yeah. thing. And uh I guess it's more sporting and probably much, much harder with a, with that, uh, whatever gun. I couldn't see what kind of gun. Yeah. Yeah. AR uh, versus a mini gun, but uh, you're not going to be in danger. What, what, what you did and what I did, fortunately for me, nobody got the, the they didn't get too close to me because we didn't get too close to them. Uh, you can, you can get, you can get killed or hurt. And the dog certainly would kill or hurt too. So it's a scary, scary situation. Although, like you said, it's obviously probably much more of a rush to be right there in the you know in the fray, right? Yeah, it's wild, man. It's wild, and 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 you especially like the, the group I went with, they do it for a living. Like that's they yeah. collect tails because there's a pig infestation, and every tail they get means a certain amount of money. So they weren't fucking around. They they were ready to go. They they were on time and in line, and they wanted to get their shit done. So yeah. me, I was just the dork, like that just didn't know what to do. So it's it's uh it's serious business for a lot of those boys in Texas who are trying to fend them off their property for sure. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. So uh, Robert, I just want to thank you for being on the show. We loved having you on the show. And uh, one thing that obviously people on Redcon One that are fans of Redcon One, the love of the brand, are going to see much, much, much more of you. But we'd love to have you back on the show. We do a panel discussion. You know, usually every three or four shows or so. Really, be the next show coming up. Yeah, uh, I don't know if we'll have you the next one, but we're gonna have you on a panel discussion because we'd love to have you. I like uh, I like to hear your opinions. I like to hear, you know, we loved you on uh, Joe Rogan, uh, which just happened to, you know, we happened to watch not too long ago, uh, and I think you have a lot of very important, interesting things to say. So one of the things about the panel discussions we didn't do last time, we plan to do is have very dissenting opinions. We don't ever want everybody to have the same opinion. We'd love to have you on a show where uh, in the future where we have some different opinions, where people can talk it out in a uh, conversational, friendly way, not like a, you know. Typical internet way. Yeah, we don't want the internet way, but we want to have an yeah. intelligent conversation that's different, right? And so yeah, showing that disagreeing is okay. 
Yeah, I like that. It doesn't mean somebody is an asshole or a bad person because they disagree. You know, that's totally okay with us, and we don't want everybody to say, "Yeah, that's right." Everybody's everybody agrees with everything. We want it to be interesting, and that's one of the things that I've learned in life as an adult is that you learn a lot about your own opinions when you hear differing opinions because that can make you re-examine what you actually think. And so uh, I think that's a very important thing for people that doesn't happen a lot these days. You have one opinion, you only watch people that ex have the exact opinion as you, and you never get the opportunity to hear the other side of the argument or, or whatever, the position. And I think that's very important to understanding where you really truly stand. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds great, guys. I'd love to be a part of it. Awesome. So, Robert, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for being part of Team Redcon 1, and we will have you back very, very soon. Have a great night, and thank you, buddy. Awesome. So it was cool, right? Oh, uh, Obi's awesome. Yeah, Obi's awesome. So really excited to have Obi on the show. I'm excited for you guys to see Obi on the Redcon 1 channel, on the Redcon 1 Instagram, and also here eventually, hopefully in the near I think future. In a couple of weeks, right? I think it's coming next. I may, have a, I may have an inside source that's is coming pretty damn soon. Oh, so, so when he does come, you'll be seeing tons of stuff. We have good plans for him. And uh, we're super excited to have another great athlete on the team. And it is not an easy decision to pick somebody these days because the team is big. The team is kind of vast. So to pick somebody new, it needs to be somebody truly special. Yeah, and that's, he's just someone that we've, you know, talked about for a while. And it just kind of stars aligned, and there we go. Yeah, so for people asking, I saw some people asking, the, the Be More shirt that I'm wearing is, oh, sorry, is the uh, – You'll notice it's the SEAL Future Foundation. We're giving all the money, not just for the actual shirt, the profit, but we're also giving the cost of goods for this shirt uh, to the SEAL Future Foundation. My buddy, Johnny Wilson, who's doing a lot of very interesting and unique things. Maybe we'll have him on the show in the near future. I don't know what he's willing to talk about or because they're doing some really experimental things for PTSD, depression, oh, okay. and, um, and a drug addiction and some really things that will change the the future, like not just on a, like a, a small basis, but I believe the future of the world. So uh, the Be More shirt here will be donated 100%. I think this is the Pittsburgh shirt, right? No, this is actually a UK exclusive oh, shirt. Oh, UK exclusive. Oh, but it's, it is a Pittsburgh shirt as well. I thought I thought it was the Pittsburgh shirt. No? Sort of, but not really? I haven't got it before me. Ah, UK exclusive. Yeah. There's another I'd really represent cool the UK today. Yeah, well, listen, those guys are good over there, and, and they love the brand, and they get some really cool stuff. The purple shirt that they had, people lost their mind over it until we brought it to the, to the Redcon 1 USA site. I mean, people were freaking out. And they've got two really cool shirts, this one and one other one, the orange Pump, shirt. Pumpkin orange. The pumpkin shirt, which I chose. And the purple hoodie. hoodie. And the purple hoodie. Oh, my God. Fucking grimace. Well, how is, how is it the UK is getting better shit than us then? What's up with that? Pepe. Blame Pepe. Hey, fucking Pepe. Jesus. How's that happening? Pepe, you need to come to the office tomorrow. Come talk. see me tomorrow, Pepe. You're going to regret this. <laughs> um, so anyway, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate it. Thank we'll you, back. Nah, that's fine. <laughs> we'll be back next week for Eric and I's 12th show. 12th. 12th yeah. show. Three months in a row without a break. 12th show. Maybe we take, maybe no break after this, right? No, we'll keep going. We we'll take a break. All right, all right. We'll keep Have going. we ever taken a break since we started no, this we fucking company? No, we never take a fucking break. We need a break. <laughs> not, when just... do we get to take a break? That's my question. No. Episode thirty. Episode thirty. Nah, you don't need a break. I need a sabbatical by episode thirty. So, no. What we do is just just do an episode drunk. You'll forget it happened, and yeah, we can do that. We can do that next episode. <laughs> they surprise break. people with what I say. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, we, pre- we want to pre-record that one, Jimmy. Nah. Look, just be ready it. with the sensor button. Yeah, who knows? I was like, I'll oh, fall over and so. That's right. This is really live. This is really, really, really live. It is right now 10.28 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you can't make that shit up. So, guys, thank you for tuning in. Appreciate you. And uh, check out the deal coming on. It's on the site right now, right? Yeah. The weekend deal is actually live at this very moment, Thursday night. 10.29 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Just going to keep counting the time yeah. now. I'm, wait, hold on. I'm, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Guys, thank you so, so much for tuning in. See you next week. Yeah.